Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Perfect. Welcome back, everyone. This is the afternoon session of this live stream. Uh, time to reset, recalibrate, and reinvent yourself uh, and your business. <laughs> and never <laughs> been such a good time as right now, right, Dave? Um, and joining me... Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the lead-off hitter in the afternoon session is Dave Van Horn, uh, a great, uh, great friend and always learn so much from Dave. And in times like this, it's great to, to have someone like Dave to, to speak to and, and to help you navigate this, this craziness. Um, Dave, um, Dave is in the Philadelphia area too. He's got a fantastic, fantastic live event that's done every year. We'll see how it goes this year, right? But the Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, which was just great experience. Such a great community that Dave has built here. And of course, PPR Nodi's company, um, he's known as the note guy in the in the real estate world and on bigger pockets. Dave, thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this. Ah, my pleasure, man. See, <laughs> as I was saying before, you know, we, before we started recording, you know, it's been an interesting day. It's been one of those things where we got in the car and we're figuring how to drive it, but it's been a lot of fun and great to have you in the passenger seat for a little bit. So we'll keep it on the road, right? Um, the three questions that, that have come up quite a bit in my network and my community and folks reaching out to me is, you know, what are we seeing? Like, what are some of the things that, that we're seeing? What are some of our observations on, on what's going on and the specific niches that we are? What are we anticipating next? Like, what, what, what are we looking at short term and a little bit longer for the rest of the year? And some of the things that we're doing to position ourselves our families and, and our businesses and investments during this time. Um, let's start with the first one. What are some of the things that, that you're seeing? What are some of your, your comments in this very, very <laughs> interesting time? I'm glad you're doing one at a time because I might not remember all three. Now, the, um, no, it's a great thing what you're saying. What are you, what are you experiencing? I mean, the last two weeks have been pretty crazy when you think about it. Just a few weeks ago, we were all going to restaurants and, uh, you know, heading to entertainment events. And uh, who would ever thought that, you know, you couldn't go to a Starbucks necessarily or you couldn't, you know, did we ever envision, you know, the Las Vegas Strip to be empty or Bourbon Street to be empty or Times Square to be very you know like so it's just a i i the word is unprecedented right there's it's never happened before um you know sure we can anticipate recessions and things like that but i don't know that we all know the gravity or the extent of this at this time uh we just know that it's unchartered uh water so to speak um for me and my organization we are fortunate we we didn't really ha we don't really have any debt. Uh, we're well capitalized. Um, now, what does that mean? How long can you go is really the question. I'm, I don't think any company or individual can go indefinitely without revenue or some source of cash flow or something. And it's one thing to think you have cash flow and all of a sudden, oh, well, you don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay mortgages. You don't have to pay taxes. You, 
you know, and that throws a curveball at everybody. Um, so that you're seeing some of that, but normally what we'll see in, in times like this, unemployment's the big driver in my business. I'm in the distressed debt business and we buy mostly one to four family residential mortgages nationwide, primary, primarily delinquent mortgages. So uh, really this is just the, how do you say it? The warm up to our buying season really is what it, what we anticipate. So we'll see, you know, another couple of weeks to a, a couple of months, maybe till things start to stabilize. Uh, I think there's a health crisis first and um, it's going to take a health solution before we can get an economic solution. And that's just my, you know, it's like my personal opinion. Uh, and once we start to see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel on the health side, we'll start to see light at the end of the tunnel on the economic side. And I think once once things start to stabilize a little bit there, and then how much, you know, will the government assist us, that type of thing, we'll start to, you know, navigate our way out of this. But I think we're going to enter a new normal, you know? Yeah. I I like it how you, um, I, I, you kind of like separated that because it's 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 interesting to think of it that way where it's a health crisis first that needs a health solution before actually you're going to start because the you have all of these crises sort of like stacking and kind of overlapping and unfolding but once you what i'm trying to say is as you eloquently stated it you can't really have a solution to the economic stuff if this isn't taken care of because it, th there's just so much uncertainty and so many unknown variables if the first thing isn't put to bed. Yes, and, and I'm not necessarily saying there has to be, uh, you know, a vaccine or something. It, it could yeah. be as, it could be something, uh, just positive news in the sense of, you know, we peaked and we're coming down the other side of this, or it could be, hey, here's a better treatment. Or, hey, we have uh, definitive measures that have an impact, um, you know, that type of thing. It could even be news out of another country that had it ahead of us, had the uh, pandemic ahead of us. So it, it could be a variety of things. So I'm not necessarily saying what that is. Um, I'm just saying that as we get more color and clarity and reduce the uncertainty, which I think will happen over the next few weeks, I hope. Um, yeah. But it's really, it's just like, uh, you still have to hope for the best, but plan for the worst, I, I believe. And I think you're seeing companies do that. You're seeing individuals do that. Of, you know, what can you do? What measures can you take to be better prepared in light of what you do know and the uncertainty that's there? Yeah. 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 To your point, like, even if it, 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 it peaks and it kind of levels out and now the rate of infection starts to not only slow, but it starts to starts to go down. And let's just say it's a month and a, another month and a half or two months away from that. And then all of a sudden, you know, another month or so, then it goes away. But then at least you're, 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 you're start to see that, Hey, like you said, good news, we've got this under control. It isn't spreading anymore. And now let's focus on all the other things involved. So yeah, cause the, I mean, we have the, the, economic thing is really going to hit literally even if you never get the virus <laughs> or any right. or know right. anyone that has the virus which we all in some shape or, or form know someone right now whether it's family or friends that that have been infected um but 
even if you personally never do, or if folks listening to this all across the world, and maybe they're in an area where there's not really a risk of exposure to it, you, the economic ripple effect from this will be felt globally. There's no hiding, hiding from this. Oh, yeah. It, it's a great equalizer, isn't it? It, yeah. it? You know, it doesn't matter how successful or wealthy you are when it comes to this particular situation, right? It, it's the great equalizer. Yeah. So that, that was the other question that I had too. So, because it's really going to impact everyone, because even if you think of your, there, there's obviously going to be some corporations and companies and businesses that are positioned for this to thrive. But for the majority of folks, and even those companies too, I mean, a the economy is affecting all the people that can buy products and services from you, right? And these are the people that yeah. that that also rent <laughs> rent and and pay mortgages and, and so forth. So it really is going to bring. And like you said, it doesn't matter how how wealthy you are and you know what what your your economic standing is. You're you're going to be impacted by it. No, absolutely. If you know if you're Tom Hanks or you're Dave Van Horn and you get the virus, it doesn't matter. We both have the same problem, right? So, um, you can't buy your way out of that, right? So it's um, now it's interesting times. I, I, you know, I, I see, uh, you know, a lot of it'll be how long do we think it'll last? How long will it take us to come out of it? That's what you hear. Uh, just initially on the economic front, from like our sources of product and what we're seeing in the capital markets is, it's it's mayhem. It's you know, tumultuous is an understatement. And then that, you know, that breeds opportunity downstream. Um, you know, we're seeing potential for, you know, crazy June, uh, July, or, you know, definitely the third and fourth quarter. Uh, and then the question will be, you know, will, you know, uh, the country or the world start to get back to work and at what pace and will it be gradual? Uh, I don't foresee this being, you know, like, the crash after 2008 that took a long period of time. Also, you're seeing a lot more government intervention quickly. I know, I think it, during the last crash, because my company was around prior to the last crash, and you saw where the government took, you know, maybe, you know, 18 months to react. I mean, you, you're seeing them react in 18 days right now, right? So it's, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, pro uh, I'm exaggerating, but I don't think I am. It's a very quick moving uh, you know, I, unemployment is definitely the biggest economic driver to my business normally. Well, you've never seen these levels of unemployment um, this quickly, you know, so I can't, I just can't get my mind around the ripple effect of some of that. And then also there's government intervention to try to alleviate that. And then what impact will that have? Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some I don't want to say collateral damage from all of this, but I would have to anticipate there's going to be some uh, as far as will everybody go back to work or will they go back to work in the same way? And will people go about their business like they were previous to this? You know, um, I know my hands are getting dried out. Um, I know, um, you know, I rethink, am I going to, you know, are you going on a cruise next week? I, I don't know. Um, am I getting on an airplane very quickly? Maybe not. Am I going to a crowded venue? 
Um, we're all going to start to think twice about some of the things we do, especially in light of, you know, can this uh, particularly revisit us again in the fall, a similar situation, right, which could really throw a monkey wrench into things as well, where, you know, we know sooner get through phase one, maybe, it, you know, is this phase one and will there be a phase two? So that's, um, you know, that's a scary thought too, right? So it just creates even more uncertainty, you know? Yeah, so the, you make up a great point. The way that we travel, I, I just use the analogy of, uh, or thinking back to 9-11, right? What life was traveling before then and to what it, what, it, what it looked like afterwards. And I'm sure, I mean, I could just see things changing in the way that we travel at airports. Um, you know, maybe a lot of folks are deciding that instead of taking a longer trip, they're staying more local and doing like local destinations or area places that they can drive to, which then affects, you know, airlines, hotels, yeah. Airbnb. So um, it's important to think, to know that, you know, all, or also to think of all the things that are connected to all of these many different industries um, and the ripple effect that it will have. To your point, just think about like 6.7 million people filed for unemployment in two weeks. If this just happened over the course of six months, it would have an impact, right? <laughs> On the economy. Right. And it literally happened in two weeks. So fast. Um, I, I think you're also going to see uh, the cost of doing business in a lot of categories are going to increase, right? We're all going to be focused on cleanliness and we're all going to be focused on all kinds of things now that we weren't in the past that's going to cost more where businesses may be trying to make things up, so to speak, for lost ground um, during the, um, you know, the, it, it is different in the sense that it's not a typical recession that came from, you know, a particular sector or anything, although some sectors are impacted more than others, but this is like a government forced shutdown type thing. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where businesses have to make up for lost ground and what will that do? Will that create inflation along with the influx of stimulus? You know, what will the stimulus impact have on the economy long term? You know, will my dollars buy me fewer things going forward, which is my guess, um, so we'll we'll see, right? So yeah, <laughs> precious man. metals are probably a thing right now, right? And uh, my buddy has a great thing, precious metal that he likes the most is uh, copper encased lead, uh, which is a. But he's from Texas, right? So you expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, to your point, I mean the money printing that's going on, and you know, one can say that how much more is going to be needed is. 2.2 trillion going to be enough we don't we're not even counting the, yeah. what's happened in the repo market you know uh there could be more so how much of that hits the street you know comes down to the the you and me level but we're already seeing some of it right there's already if you go out for groceries yeah. and buying stuff seeing an increase in prices because of the the increase of cost of business and and potentially the the inflation on the street just a hazard pay alone. You're seeing supermarkets pay hazard pay, uh, warehouses paying hazard pay. You know, I, I, when I was in college, I worked in the union in the warehouse, you know, and if you put hazard pay to all the, you know, to those workers, whether it's Amazon or somewhere else, uh, you're seeing them go on strike. You're seeing Whole Foods go on strike. You're seeing Amazon go on strike. So people are going to, and you're even seeing medical staff go, it's not safe to work here. 
either get up to snuff. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more expense in the medical industry as well because they are unprepared for this scenario, whereas some countries were more prepared, say, you know, South Korea, for example. Um, and I think that's just highlighting the the problems we have in the medical industry, whether it's with medical insurance, where everything got to such an efficiency point, there were no extra beds, there were no extra equipment. It was all based on efficiency and cost and not um, not listening to science to be ready for something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another question for you is, what are some of the things that, that you're looking to do in the next 30 days and, and for your business and that, would, that, you would, um, that you would give advice to, to our listeners and viewers to do? What, what are some of the things that people listening to this and listening to us, um, you know, what are some of the things that they can do in the next 30 days to not only position or, or get their ducks in a row for, for what's happening now, but also get their ducks in a row for what could potentially come down the line, you know, and, and the, the year as it unfolds? 30 days? You mean the next 30 minutes? <laughs> um, I'm, not so I'm not so sure you have 30 days. Um, yeah. Believe it, believe it or not, it's... Um, it's a combination of things in its simplest form. It's um, just managing your personal P&L and balance sheet, basically your, your personal budget first and foremost, and then same way with your business. It's no different. Uh, it's really managing cash. Um, it's maintaining liquidity or having access to liquidity. Uh, in some ways, this isn't really an economic crisis. It's really an, a liquidity crisis when you think about it. Um, it's the lack of liquidity that's causing a lot of the pain right now. And you see that with the margin calls, uh, especially in commercial lending, uh, especially to non-banks, it's really tumultuous right now. And it, it's a lot of this is panic and it's liquidity. And um, you know, you're seeing investors pause, for example, because no one knows what's the price of everything really worth now, right? Everything's it's like uh, it's like pulling the rug out from under everything uh, of what what's the value of everything that we do going forward. So it's changed the game. So cash will be king. Uh, I know you used to say cash flow will be king. Cash flow <laughs> was king. Yep. Yo, what what MC said is now wrong because once they said you can't collect rent and you can't you can't eject uh, and you can't go to foreclosure. I, yep. I think cash is king now instead of cash flow being king. No, I agree. But there, there's some truth to some of that. So it, it's just showing the value of people that are um, – one of the most interesting things is I'm seeing how unprepared people really are and how unprepared businesses are. And I, I got to be careful. I'm, I, I mean, you know, a long-term a long downturn like this can impact all of us. So let's not – you know, think I'm sitting on a pedestal and everybody else isn't. But really, uh, especially from a planning sense, if people were really prepared, they wouldn't be as much panic. But it's interesting to see it's only been a week or two in a lot of cases where people are really in hot water. And, it, and it's only been a relatively short period of time. It's almost like most of the population isn't even ready for a two week vacation is really what I'm alluding to. And they're really living day to day, week to week or whatever that is. And there's, um, you know, not a lot of uh, safe buckets or access to capital or liquidity or 
uh, comfort in the investment classes they have, those types of things, uh, of where there's certainty in uh, troubled times, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's to your point, like the short term right now in like two weeks, it, it's been, yeah, it, it's been unnerving to say the least that I think, number one, this is a golden opportunity for a learning moment for folks still, if, if there's still time to learn to get their ducks in a row. And then also to your point, but long term, I mean, there's how many businesses and how many people can sustain zero income or revenue, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months down the line. Right. So, but the yeah. short term stuff is the most important thing of that. To your point that business, personal economies, people and businesses, business, business economies, they were very, very unprepared for an eventuality of a downturn or, you know, think about it personally. I mean, stuff happens, right? Um, children get sick. Uh, cars break down, you know, and most of the consumers goods that you buy these days, they're, they're, you know, they're not built to last forever anymore. Um, there's going to be, you know, people get sick. That's just what happens. You know, all these kind of eventualities, we have to kind of just take a step back and, and know that we have to plan for this. Um, and businesses will lose a big customer. Um, there could be something breaking down or capital that you have to dig in that you weren't planning on to. Um, so the short-term stuff is definitely a lesson for all of us. You know, long-term, you know, there's, I mean, to your point, you know, there's not a lot of businesses that can stay open or have their doors open without getting any source of revenue in over the course of, you know, six, nine, 12, you know, 15, 18 months, right? No, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I don't think anybody could really plan for this level, but I'm, I'm noticing that a very large percentage aren't planned for anything really, uh, which concerns me. But I think, you know, obviously you have to apply for all the aid that you can get, uh, regardless of what type of business or individual you are. You know, you have to, uh, I don't know, now's the time to feel um, like you don't need help from the government. I think I would take that aid being they forced you to not work or whatever. The other thing is uh, trying to find liquidity. It's going to be tough because you're entering really what's a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So if your idea of getting liquidity is selling something, you're not going to be able to name your price or anything, right? You're at the opposite end of that. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, I've been finishing up some closings and some properties. We sell hundreds of properties. Um, you know, it, it, is it the best time to sell? Uh, maybe not. And, and, you know, it's because of, of things, you know, or you don't want to be panic selling. Right. And that's, that's the All trouble, right. but how do you have enough cash to get through, you know, the downturn here and then be able to come out the other side. And it's really, uh, and the big unknown, the elephant in the room is how long is this going to last? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's the big unknown variable. And things are changing. I mean, we were just uh, throughout the conversations that we've already had throughout the day was, you know, to be very, very switched on daily because things are changing so rapidly and so quickly. You know, one example was some of the SBA loans, to your point, the government assistance. Folks applied for SBA loans and all, all of a sudden, <laughs> shocker, there was a problem with their with – their, uh, with their hosting on the website and the website crashed and everyone that applied for all of these loans, that was now completely wiped out. So all of a oh, sudden, wow. 
<laughs> you know, so it's almost like you have to stay on top of all of these things daily. Um, we talk about credit lines, you know, um, you know, besides the cash and all yeah. the other things that you have access to overfunded insurance contracts and, and HELOCs and, and just cash on hand and, and so forth. Um, but uh, credit lines and having access to that is good, even if you don't use it to, to have that available. Um, and then just be resourceful. Look at other look at other places where you can find capital, uh, because you make a very good point. You know, this is a liquidity. It's essentially a liquidity crisis. Yeah. It's been sucked out of the out of the economy. Well, in, in its simplest form, it's delay what you're paying out, increase what you're getting in. If most of the folks I know with lines of credit are actually accessing the lines and moving the capital to other locations is another lesson learned back in 07, 08. I had a, at that time, I had 11 lines of credit and one of my lines, they started to devalue it or they said the, the collateral behind it was no longer as valuable. We're going to lower the line or we'll even call the line. So a lot of folks will access those lines in times like these and move to cash, even though it cost them a little something in interest. Uh, it's much easier to pay it back and have access than it is to not have access. Another strategy is if you're in a little bit of trouble is to not have your bank accounts where your mortgages are, have them in other locations because banks will come in and seize your checking account and savings account if you get behind in you know payments on a mortgage or something like that. So there are some strategic things you can do. Um, but a lot of the preparation is should really be done in advance with real planning, and a lot of that has to do with structure, titling, uh, managing debt, and uh, having access to capital and liquidity, and safer buckets, having those safer buckets available in anticipation of, I usually would say, a recession. Um, I don't know what the preparation is for a pandemic. You know, I don't know that anyone's that smart, you know, although I like to think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> well, there's there's not a lot of thought going into an underwriting stress test of anything going. So let's just, well, what would happen to this deal if a global pandemic shuts down the global economy for two months? Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, so, really, I mean, if, if you said to me on December 31st of this year, hey, do you expect the U.S. and all the educational systems and everything just to close? You know, every restaurant in the U.S. is going to close you would think I was crazy, right? So who would answer, you know? Yeah, even the shelter in place, stay in your home, lockdown, you know, with certain states in the U.S., the certain parts of the world. If you had to to tell me, I mean, in South Africa, where I'm I'm from, where they they literally have the military now in control of a big part of the country and, and on streets and military checkpoints, if you had to tell me that that was going to be 2020 or show me a picture of it and say, hey, this is going to happen in 2020, I would say, Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're staying up too late at night looking at crazy stuff online. Just, you know, take a, take a no, deep breath. You're, but. you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, um, it's a scary, scary time. I mean, um, you know, it's very, very tough to predict other than, you know, we're going to have some kind of impact and fallout from it for sure. Yep. And having access to cash, cash being king is uh, is going to be very very important uh dave one other thing if you had to look back at the loss because you had your company you were uh during the loss crisis um if you had to take a just a 
a step back and think for a second. You know, I like to use the analogy when I was involved coaching sports where you were like, would look at a situation and you go, hmm, I think we could use this <laughs> for, for this particular situation. If there's, if there's something that you could share from the lost one, this obviously is a different animal, but some other, you know, maybe a tactic or a strategy that you, that you haven't shared that you would think would find, uh, would, would be found useful in this environment that you can share with us. Wow. That's, a, um, well, I mean, you know, looking back, you know, we bought a lot of product very cheap and then of course it went through our hands. And then today as price, when prices went up before this recession, you were, we were looking back going, Oh, I wish I still owned assets in these places. Right. Like, trying to predict what areas would go up again. Uh, but there seems to be some bellwether states, for example. I always look at, you know, the California, Arizona, uh, Florida type, Nevada type states that usually rise and fall quickly, uh, especially when it comes to real estate. So, you know, sometimes I look to those types of areas. But I mean, it's really right now, it's a little bit different where people are going to tend to go towards safety, I think at first because they're realizing how exposed they really are during a time like this. And it makes people uh, pause for sure. Right now, investing is like trying to catch a falling knife because you don't know, you know, until you get some clarity on where it's going to stabilize. And, and right now people are reluctant to make purchases or make investments. They're just kind of standing by the sidelines. Uh, the stock market just took a big hit. Uh, a lot of people's retirements took a big hit. Um, I even think these uh, capital markets, you're going to see a lot of those pension funds in, invested in those mortgage-backed securities. And that's going to come back and hit the little guy again, because you're going to realize that those pension funds are going to need to be bailed out at some point, right? So it's this, and you got a lot of baby boomers approaching retirement. So you got a lot going on right now. Um, and will this create some inflation? So it's going to be interesting times but you're right it's going to become a buyer's market in, in a lot of cases in in a lot of places whether you're trying to buy you know a business a piece of real estate whatever that is because not everybody's going to fare well out of this uh somebody's not coming back or there's a new world order you don't need as many employees or you don't need as much office space or you don't education is going to be turned upside down i think um and some of these were ripe to do that Banking, especially, I mean, right now it's down to one person at a drive-through and an app on your phone. Well, that's a lot different than the old banking. Yep. Yeah, you know, system. So, yeah, to your point, I was having a conversation looking at like these ATM stuff because the new ATMs is like it's basically yeah. a bank. It's not like these little, you know, dingy little it's ATMs. Like a it's like a robot stuff. bank. <laughs> right, right. It's it literally it is. is like a roadside bank and. I was going into one of the branches that I bank with and looking at the ATM and going like, Oh my goodness, this is kind of crazy. It's like, a, it's like a robot with all these things that you can do. And I was having a conversation with them and they were saying, yeah, literally like this branch would still be around in this area, but they're basically going to, and this was before all of this, keep one satellite branch and a lot of the smaller ones would just be replaced by ATMs. So to your point, yeah. like it was ripe for disruption and there was probably already things shelved for that. This is just going to make it an, an inevitable and even maybe even the main ones, right? With one person in there, you don't need, <laughs> need much more, right? 
it's actually going to accelerate the realization that you don't need as much human labor in the workforce and that you're mm. going. And if you, if you think about it, the government's going to be paying us to stay home. They already were paying people to stay home already through part of the system. Now you're yep. seeing a big uptick in that during the emergency where they're paying people to stay home. And you're going to, you know, you're going to accelerate the, the uh, awareness of we no longer need the level of human uh, human capital, so to speak, that we used to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very interesting stuff. Dave, where can folks uh, follow you, get in touch with you, learn more about PPR Note and all of the other projects that you're involved with? There's some great, great events that you host. Where can they basically plug into the Dave Van Horn ecosystem? And by the way, all the great articles on Bigger Pockets. Yeah, well, Bigger Pockets is always a great place to reach out to us and connect with us. We answer questions on there literally daily. So if you have any questions on node investing, that type of thing, or any real estate type questions, we answer questions all the time. Uh, we also have a distressed mortgages group on LinkedIn. And um, you can also go to our website, pprnoteco.com, and find out more about you know investing in an actual note or a note fund. And uh, we have some resources as well. So, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this, my friend. Appreciate you and uh, just appreciate uh, all of our conversation. So thank you so much for being Man, a part my, of this. My pleasure and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. There's a, there's a, <laughs> a special guy that I have that this is uh, – this is, this is his time to shine. This is perfect for the stuff that he teaches. And by the way, if you are not following Dan Zatowski and you're not part of his Facebook community, you're definitely missing out. So for all of our folks and our tribe, here's one of the questions I'm getting. MC, what shows do you listen to? Who do you follow? Uh, and who, like, where do you get your information from? Well, here's one of the guys right here. Yeah. So when he puts stuff out, I listen and I consume the content because he's got some really good stuff out there, just great stuff. And he came up and shared it um, at one of my meetups too. And guys are still uh, guys and gals who were there uh, that night are still talking about it. So Dan, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much for connecting again, my friend. Oh, it's awesome. Listen, there's certain people that I, I actually, you know, will do anything possible to be part of their their uh, their army, their network. And because they're doing things the right way, and you're one of those, and it's, you know, you're you're somebody I say the top fifty. You know, when you talk about it, your group, your core group of 40, 50 people, you really want to be surrounded by. It, you're one of them, and any chance I get to share in your group and and your network, I'm willing to do because how ethical and honest you are, and how you how you you work with your people, and you you look to give content, and you you give to get. You know, you're not out there, you're not a taker, so. I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's truly an honor to be part of your group and Cashflow Ninjas. I mean, one of my top podcasts. I have four podcasts I listen to, and you're the top four all the time. So I love it as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a tribe member as well with you. So not only do I like to present, but I like to be in your tribe and listen to what you, you're putting out there. Awesome, buddy. Well, appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. Uh, one of the questions um, you know, that folks have been reaching out to me MC, what are you guys seeing? What are some of the observations? There's so much misinformation out there. There's panic. There's fear. 
The TV's trying to suck me in with hazmat suits, and if I'm not watching that, Tiger King's trying to suck me in on Netflix. What should? What are you seeing? And then also, what should I be anticipating? What's coming next down the pipe, uh, down down the road? Uh, so let's start with just some of the stuff that you're seeing right now uh, out there in this uh, in this pretty pretty interesting and chaotic environment. It is an interesting and chaotic environment. You know what? I'm the type of person where I don't I don't believe in fear mongering. I'm not I don't follow negativity. Yep. Uh, maybe to a fault. I, I refuse to listen to what's going on. I mean, I'm smart enough to know what's going on. I, I think we've all been affected by this. Personally, uh, we know people that are affected by this. And I'm praying for them and I'm praying for families and I'm praying my only fear is the uncertainty out there with people, right? They haven't prepared properly. Um, but what I'm seeing going on without having a crystal ball is you know, I was, I'm doing this 29 years, right? So I've been through two other markets. I was one of the worst in history, 2006, seven, eight, uh, coming out at nine. And I swore in 2009 when I almost lost everything at that point, I said, and I lost it because I based my whole business on hard money lenders and banks and I was leveraging up the butt. And I swore at that point, never again will I allow a hard money lender or a bank to control my business. So this is 2009 all over again, guys. It's, it's hysterical that What's happening? We first of all, we knew this was coming, right? We knew the economy was due for a correction, right? There's nobody can say yep. everyone out there, every guru out there, every site out there, every new investor is like, oh, the economy, the economy, it's gonna crash, it's gonna crash, it's gonna crash. We knew something was gonna happen, and they've been calling this for three, four years, and it hasn't happened. But we, you have to prepare, right? You have to prepare for the worst, right? So we knew something was happening. We didn't know it was gonna happen this fast, and we didn't know it was gonna happen with a pandemic, right? So with saying that, as everyone's going to you know, put out there the fear of the stock market dropping to 15,000 the Dow and the real estate, uh, real estate economy getting crushed and unemployment's up, what I look at it like this is I say, you know what, this is, we started back the last economy when we got crushed in 2006, 7, 8, 9. It really didn't come back till about 2012, right? A long time. Here it's a situational thing. It's not really an economic thing. We were doing phenomenal. Job growth was up. Unemployment was down. The Dow was up. Um, domestic trade was phenomenal. Job growth was phenomenal. Overemployment was up. Cost of you know salaries were up. Median income, I mean, was up. Um, this is a pandemic that happened that caused this. So, yes, I think we're going to see this go a little longer than people expected. I don't think we'll be out of this in April, May. I really don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. It's the other thing is I don't try to be an expert about stuff I don't know. Right. I listen to the doctors, yep. right? What they say, right? I'm not going to be yep. on Facebook putting fear in people and, and stuff like that. But I just, if you look at what's happening, I don't, even when it ends, I think people will be a little, a little bit uh, skittish about going out and being in crowds and going to concerts and stuff like that. Um, yep. We'll all get out, but we'll be a little bit skittish about jumping back into this. So I, I think it's going to take us through the summer. I really do. But I, here's what, here's the positive I see is. That it is situational. This is what I see. When it comes, when it stops, people are restaurants are gonna will come back. Services will come back. Your nail salons, your hair. You know, I need my hair salon back. Your hair salon back. Um, yeah, <laughs> you gotta take your hair now. Your hair <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> your, your hair salons will be. Back. I gotta get a hat that matches my colors. Um, your hair salon <laughs> will be back. Um, so that stuff will be back. But what you have to do right now? Why I think this is a positive for you is you can actually do right now. And I'll, to, to be honest with you and your audience, I'm doing it, right? I'm, I thought my business was very laser focused and tight. 
you know, and there's certain things I have let go and I haven't like brought into fruition, but you can actually take your business. And I do it right now. I focus over the last two and a half weeks. I'm on these webinars from morning to night. I'm doing my own webinars with not only my students. Okay. I'm working, speaking to my investors. So my lenders, my private lenders, I have 42 of them. I've spoken to all of them. Okay. I've spoken to my borrowers, my my cell finance notes. I've spoken to the banks I work with. Okay. I've spoken to attorneys. I've spoken to realtors. I've spoken to my property managers. And what I do is every day from two to four, if I'm not doing something like this, I switch the times around, but I have it on my calendar from two to four every day to reach out to people like yourself, MC, and just in the industry that I'm friends with, that I value. And I just ask, what's going on with your business? How can I help you? What are you doing? What are you saying? Exactly what you're doing. And whoever's calling you is doing the right thing. They should call people they trust, see what they're doing, and really not only take care of tighten up their business, but tighten up their personal affairs, right? Tighten up your own personal budget. Look in your house and see what's going on, how you're wasting money. Um, yep. And I did all that. I did all that back in the day, but I'm doing it again, right? I'm never, I'm never, um, I'm always going to be humble enough to say I can do better, right? So what I did and what I was doing wrong is I really wasn't reaching out to the people in my network as often as I should. Um, I wasn't reaching out to all my lenders as often as I should. And now I've called them all. And I've, I'll tell you this. Two, uh, in the last two weeks, I did get two deals. I did raise $240,000 already. Already have it raised. I did pay back one of my lenders of $400,000. His next question was, do you have anything for my money right now? So, guys, there is money out there right now. There are deals out there. I just, before I got on this call, I was on with one of my acquisition reps. There are deals out there right now. People are calling right now. Wholesalers are unable to close on these deals because the buyers were using hard money. The buyers are falling out. The hard money lenders, most of them are falling out or they're decreasing the loan to value they'll give you. Plus, they're also requiring you to sometimes come up with 12 months reserves in the bank. Now, everyone's different. There's some great hard money lenders. There are some that do nothing other than just, they're just, they're just brokers, right? They're just brokering it through yeah. Wall Street. They're brokering it through these lending ones and these RCNs and those companies. And when those companies shut down, your business is done. Guys, it happened to me in 2009. I swore in 2009 it'll never happen again. 2020 is now 2009. You have the chance right now to have the biggest, biggest change in your life right now if you spend the next two to three months building your business right now today. That's why I'm so passionate. That's why I put everything else on the shelf. I stopped teaching how to build a rental portfolio today. I stopped teaching how to do seller finance notes. All I'm teaching right now is to help everybody is teaching how to, how to raise private capital. Because if you raise private capital, you can do it for any business. You could buy a business. You could buy turnkey rentals. You could buy wholesale deals. You could buy fix and flips. You can, I have one of my investors that all he does is raise capital and he infuses companies, right? He invests in companies to bring the value of those companies up and he gets a par equity partnership in every one of them. That's what he does. So I have another one that's raising private capital to actually buy Amazon stores right now. Okay. Amazon. stores. So he's raising capital, he's partnering yep. with people and he's going to Amazon stores right now. So there's people you have to build your business today because I remember in 2012, all I used to hear, cause I started speaking to 2012 or 13. So when I started speaking at these different area groups and all I would hear people say is, Man, I wish it was 2009 I could buy properties again. Guys, third and fourth quarter, I speak, I've spoken to so many asset managers over the last two weeks. Third and fourth quarter, they're expecting an influx, an influx of assets available. They're not going to know what to do with them. So if you have the money, the assets are there, you're going to be able to scoop up. And I'm telling you to the point of 
I'm, this is what I'm saying. This is, you know, Jeannie Dan right now. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, <laughs> um, back in the day, there were assets 20, 30 cents on the dollar. Okay. I just told my acquisition manager, I don't know what you guys are, are, are what people are saying. I would love to hear what people are doing when they make offers. But I said, all the ARVs that we saw out there, cut them by 20%. Cut them by 20%. If it doesn't work for a seller, we're not interested. It's, this is not a seller's game anymore. This is our game. This is Dan's yep. and Tafel's game now, right? When we buy stuff. Yep. No, it's, 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 it's one of those things. And that's why I love the trainings that you're putting on about private capital, because to your point, that people, a lot of, f- of folks are frozen right now, you know, and, 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 I, and I think this is this will get the wheels turning for a lot of them where first they are caught off guard and they go into denial. Well, what do you mean the world just shut down? Global economy just shut down? Everybody just in their houses? Like, what do you mean? Then, you know, they go through the five stages of grief. This is a huge wake-up call where Dan is already, I mean, this, like I said, cometh the hour, cometh the man. He's doing a ton of trading and he's putting it out there for you online to raise private capital. Go to accept, uh, acceptance, pause, pause the other you know, three stages of grief, go from denial straight to accepting the reality of what is in the world that is and stop spending time on negative stuff and go straight to, okay, th- this is a gift. <laughs> you know, Everybody over the last four or five years that I've done my show and, and, and been involved, everybody has said, you know, I... Can we, uh, to your point, can I go back to 2008, 2009? Will there ever be one? It's coming. It's coming, and you have a, an incredible opportunity, gift, to position yourself, to learn some of the skills, because Dan knows how to position this for, uh, for you and how to present to get to capital, because it's out there. It's out there. It's everywhere. There's a lot of money on the sidelines. You know, the average person in the stock market got got hit pretty badly, right? 30% in what is it, three weeks or something. And yeah, there was a little bit of a dead cat bounce, but we all know what this this is going to look like. Big picture, no problems ever solved by just throwing money at it, right? (laughs) You know that. So, um, stimulus. Exactly. So they're not going to solve the problem. So, you know, you have to. Go to acceptance, operate in the world that is, and start building your business and learn some of the stuff to start going off to private money because there's a lot of different ways to find it and a lot of people looking for ways to deploy money because they don't know where else to put it in a time of crisis such as this. Right, exactly. And if you can become, here's the thing when I teach private money, I always teach, I've never asked for money in my life. I've always presented deals. I become, I show them then the, the content. I show that I'm an expert in my market and what I'm doing. I stay laser focused. I don't do a million different things. I don't chase these shiny objects. Right? I don't jump from multifamilies to mobile home parks to uh, storage facilities to single family homes to land to hotels. I've done them all. But when I stay focused on what I'm doing, like right now, it's, you know, seller financing, single family homes. I help people build single family portfolios in emerging markets. I sell them for cash or seller financing. So I become the bank every single time I could become the bank. That's my goal is passive income. When people know what you do and you talk about, you know, you don't tell them, hey, give me money, but you actually educate them. And I just put something out that I might do a training tomorrow because a lot of people are hitting me up in Messenger. A lot of people hit me up, this is great, but I still don't know who to go after, who to speak to. And guys, yeah. you got to think outside the box. I'm going to show you tricks and tricks. I'm going to show you one trick at a time in my group of how, to go, how easy it is and how I teach my students to go after people. And how to be the expert. The problem is, 
I don't ever that when I when I invest in people because I do invest in deals too. When I invest in people, I don't invest in in the in the horse. I invest in the jockey. I want mm-hmm. to invest in that jockey. I want to know that you know we're in this together. We're going to battle together, right? You're going to protect me. I don't even honestly up front. I never even ask what the returns are. I want to know who you are, what you do, why you're working in that area, who's on your team, right, and how you're protecting my money. The last thing I even discuss is how much I'm going to make. Because if you yeah. don't protect my money, I don't care how much I make. I want to work with somebody who I like, who I trust, who knows what they're doing. And if they don't know what they're doing, they're being mentored by somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay? And they're humble yep. enough to do that. And they build a team around them because I want my money protected. Okay? So that's what you need to do. Instead of, And I say this because I have so many people, especially when I'm doing these webinars right away afterwards, like I have these deals. I must see 30, 40 deals. And this week alone, I must have seen 30, 40 requests for private money or hard money, whatever you want to call them. Um, and not one of them has presented in any form or fashion that, that makes me feel comfortable with them, right? Now you have the opportunity right now. You have all the time in the world instead of watching Netflix, instead of being on social media talking about the world coming to an end, you have all the time in the world to put together a private lending package professionally, right? Spend some time. Do something professional. Show me that you did your due diligence. Show me that you're treating this like a business. Show me that you're protecting my money. And I could promise you, right? Yeah, there's people that are out there and the markets, the stock market's down and they know how to trade and they're making a ton of money trading. I don't know how to trade. I literally think I have maybe $15,000 in the stock market and I don't even watch it. It goes up, it goes down. I don't even know. I don't care. It's not where my investments are, right? So I'm not going to dump a lot of money in the market because I don't know what I'm doing, right? I might buy some big stocks and let it sit there for 5, 10, 15 years, right? But most of the people, think about who my private lenders are. They're self-directed IRA owners, right? They're solo for own k owners. They're, they own Coverdells for their kids' college education. They have health savings accounts, okay? They have life insurance now. And geez, I don't, you, you're the expert in the life insurance. That's huge right now. They're not taking that money and investing in stock market, guys. Right. These are your doctors, your lawyers, your veterinarians, your art auctioneers, right? Your, I mean, one of my biggest investors is an auto auctioneer. I mean, these guys don't want to play in the stock market. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But they want their money, they want their money kind of conservative, right? Nothing's guaranteed, but they want a conservative investment. So think about that. Think about how you're going about raising money, right? Just think about who you're going after, right? I'm kind of giving you ideas right now. Think about who you're going after. Think about how you're presenting to them. Don't ever ask for money. Show people what you're doing. I mean, as you got, I didn't have in 2009, I didn't have Zoom and I didn't have go to webinars and I didn't have Facebook Live. I didn't have this stuff. I picked up, I did this. I picked up the damn phone and I started calling people and I met with them face to face. I I love meeting with people face to face. You know what? I've been doing so many Zoom calls with my investors these last two weeks. I mean, my Zoom, I'm so over the limit on what I'm allowed to keep. I have to keep deleting my stuff on Zoom because I hit those bandwidth limits all the time. But guys, you have the ability, Facebook Live, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, Zoom. Um, they, have, they have so many of them, guys. You have, there's no excuse, but start your, own, start your own tribe. Start your own page. Or start your own group, right? Start your own group for maybe dentists, maybe doctors, maybe lawyers, maybe veterinarians, maybe business owners who are out of, out of business right now. You think they, they're really confident that they're ever going to be able to make money in business again? They might have, they have money, but they're probably losing a ton right now. You know what? Yep. They have 401ks. Are they paying their kids? Right? Are they paying their kids tax-free? 
become the expert. And that's the difference is you have to really hone your craft. You have to hone your craft right now. And you got to You got to be willing to put the effort in. I always tell my students, I said, listen, this is not a get rich quick scheme. Um, my best students have, have, you know, put their time in and put, put the work and the time in. We just had Logan on our group. He, he closed 70 non-performing notes while this is a student working nine to five with wife, two kids and a baby on the way. So if you tell me you don't, you don't have time, I challenge you all the time. He raised enough money to close 70 non-performing notes in the last few months. Okay. So these, somebody puts the time in. that's all I'm saying is build right now. I'm saying right now over the next three months, commit the next 90 days, what you're going to do to build a business for yourself. That's going to take you to eternity and, and create a legacy wealth for your kids. And you can do it right now. This is 2009 guys all over again. Yeah. Think about it this way. Let's just unpack a couple of things there. Cause there's a lot of gold right there. Uh, qualified retirement plans. Let's, let's start with that, right? The low hanging fruit. What is it that the average person, like every seven years, almost they change jobs, right? So there's something to roll over into a self-directed one. I think there's a statistic, a statistic uh, close to that. You know, 99% of statistics are made up anyway, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, it's something like that. So my point being like, there is going to be a lot of people this year. Unfortunately, there's going to be people laid off, right? This is just going to happen. This is reality. I'm not getting negative about it. It's just the reality. The opportunity lies in that those folks with skills will eventually start working again. And by the way, this isn't just specific to one demographic or one economic uh, group, right? This will happen across the board. So there's going to be folks with qualified retirement plans that don't know anything about self-direction. So to your point, you can be the expert talking to people, hey, you lost money in the stock market. Maybe you, you changed employment or you were laid off. You started something else because the economy is going again. And now you've got, you know, $500,000 to a million just sitting basically in a qualified plan doing absolutely nothing and you don't know what to do with it. Well, have you ever thought about self-directing an IRA and looking at alternative investments? You know, so you could be, to your point, you could be the expert, the life insurance part too, the cash value in there, the HSAs. The Coverdells. Um, anyway, I mean, there's going to be a lot of folks taking credit lines right now. A lot of business owners are taking credit lines just in case. You know, in my network, there's a lot of folks applying for loans, getting opening up lines of credit because there's so much uncertainty that they're like, okay, in case I need it, I have all these credit lines available and, you know, access to capital. If I don't need it, great. But if I do, I do have it. So there's going to be folks with that available. So there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of ways to talk to people and a lot of conversations to be had to position yourself as an expert of sharing, hey, you might have access to all of these resources and you might be able to participate in deals such as this, which is available once every, you know, well, I would say once in a lifetime, but it's, it's, it's going to come a couple of times, once every 10 years. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's just becoming an expert and staying off the negativity. Watch what you post on social media. People do watch who you are. Um, get your, when I say get your social media in order, go through your social media. You know, maybe get rid of people that shouldn't be on your social media. Maybe change what your, your, um, your description is. Go to LinkedIn. Change who you are on LinkedIn. Make it look like you're a real business. That's what I'm saying. Really tighten things up that you might not have had time for. Go through some training that you meant to do in the past. 
but you've been so busy um, running around in your business, you know, working in your business, not on your business. And it happens to all of us. I'm not, I'm not patting myself in the back and saying I'm great or anything because I'm, I'm guilty of this sometimes too. And I'm going through and I'm doing it, right? I'm, I'm fixing some things up that I haven't had time to fix up. And, uh, but yeah, become, that's what, it, that's the, I, I can't simplify it anymore, right? Find an issue going on. The biggest, biggest thing in business is find an issue, solve the issue, and serve those people over and over and over again. That's business, one-on-one, right? So we have an issue right now, right? I don't want to say, don't, don't go out and be a fear. Don't create fear-mongering. Don't say, oh, you lost all your money in the stock market. You should have been in real estate because, you know, people that do that, look what's happening to what's going to happen to real estate to them now. People that don't get their rents, right? Um, yep. They're going to have the same problems. I don't play the fear-mongering because some people make a ton of money in the stock market. And I don't because I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't even try, right? I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not at. And I've tried the stock market. I just didn't make money. But there's a lot of people, and I'm not going to tell people sell off your stocks when you lost everything. Because nobody's, that's a stupid move. You don't sell it the low, right? But people that are in the stock market, they also have money in other places, right? And they're scared. Yep. So back a few months ago, it was almost 12, I heard the number, it was, it was over 11 trillion, over $11 trillion sitting in cash in self-directed IRAs, cash, not being invested. It's probably way more now, right? So yep. 11 trillion. The problem is they don't, they, they don't invest in you because they don't believe in you because you can't just go to somebody and say, Hey, you want to fund my deal? You have to just put out content show. I talk about it. And I always, I just had this conversation uh, yesterday when I was on an interview and I said, it's like a boxing match, right? You go into a boxing match and right. You don't come in. You're not Mike Tyson. You don't come in for a knockout punch right away. You go right. in there and you go jab, 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 uppercut, jab, 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 uppercut. You got to give content, 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 right? You can't go in for the win all the time. You can't go in to knock somebody out all the time. And if you do, uh, it just doesn't work. You come off as the wrong person. You don't provide value for people. If you don't provide content, nobody's going to want to work with you. Nobody's going to trust you. Even with us, we, we, have a, we run a sale for our, our training. We don't run it all the time. We don't sell it all the time. I mean, very rare. And we just pivoted right now. And I told my marketing guys, and let's, let's put everything else on the shelf because right now, what's the need? Everyone needs to learn how to raise private money. We're going to do everything in our power to get this in everyone's hands. We're going to lower the price. We don't ever lower prices. We're going to lower the price. We're going to make sure we get it in everyone's hands. There's going to be no excuse for somebody not taking action. And unless somebody's just not really interested in being in business. And, you know, we have, we call them the professional event goers. Or uh, the other one I heard is, um, I forgot. It's like, uh, but they, I call it the, the, the webinar masters, the event goers. They, they go to all these events, but they never take action, right? They yep. do the same thing year after year. But you have to decide, what is your vision first? What is your vision? What do you want your business to be, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get there? What are you going to do to make that happen? And right now, I keep saying it, is you know you can do something as, as stupid as hitting the business owners in your local market and saying, hey, did you know you can, your kids can pay for their own college tax-free? And start showing them how to invest in a car, how to pay your kids up to $12,000 a year tax-free if they're under 18 years old, if you're a business owner. Now, I always say trust and verify. Don't believe what I'm saying. Do a search. Go to Google and type in, how much can I pay my child, my minor under 18 years old tax-free? It'll tell you. Then you can read the tax code. And then what I tell my students is now do a webinar and bring on a CPA because you're not a CPA. You're not an attorney. You shouldn't be telling this to people. Just say what I do and say, here's a CPA that you can ask. Go ask your CPA. If your CPA is telling you you can't, you need to fire your CPA and go get one that understands investors. Okay, so now if you have two or three kids, I mean, how many kids do you have, MC? I've got two. 
Okay, two kids. That's up to up to twenty up to twenty four. Now there's regulations on how you do this, but you yep. can essentially pay your kids up to twenty four thousand dollars a year tax free. Now your yep. kids can invest in real estate. Now your kids can have their college education paid for. Okay. Yep. Now you think business owners, you might bring value to a business owner if you show them this information rather than say, hey, fund my deal. So now they have this this money in $24,000 a year tax rate. We're coming up to the mid, you know, first quarter. We just finished 2019. You could have done this for 2019, 2020. We had $48,000 in an account. And then I get people all the time. They, they their, their mindset is so screwed up. They're like, well, my account said I can't pay that much. Well, maybe not. Not you can't pay your kid a thousand dollars an hour to shred papers. But let me ask you this: If your kid is a model, how much can you pay them? How much does Kardashians make? Is it reasonable to believe that a model can make twelve thousand dollars a year? You also, when your kids get a little older, don't you think you could? If you're doing real estate, don't you think you could have them do your cleanouts in your houses, like my son did? Started his own cleanup business, actually. Don't you think yep. they could file your papers? Don't you think they could be your MC's got a, a great show. Don't you think they could be his marketing person if they know marketing? Now you're teaching responsibility. You're, they have their own income. They could pay, you're going to pay for stuff anyway. Why should you pay for it after tax? Let them pay for it pre-tax. So well, these I, are ways you're teaching, right? If you teach people, I didn't want to say, hey, do you want to fund my deal? I taught you how to actually save money for your family and to invest it for your kid's college education. That's what they choose to do. Absolutely. Here's another one to add to that, to throw in the mix there. If you look it up on Google, uh, Augusta rule. So it was the ruling was made because someone at the masters was renting out his house to his business. So you can actually do it legally for 14 days out of the year. You can rent the, the business can rent your residence or your house. Now it has to be again, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a CPA or a tax guy, and I don't play one on YouTube. Talk to you, talk to your, talk to your CPA about this. But the Augusta rule exists too that you can actually rent your residence, and if you have several of them, now you're now you're going into more creative ways of doing it. But that's also a possibility. But at least let's just stick to one. If you have one, you, your business can rent it from you, which is not taxed, the income that your business is paying is you're not taxed and you can write it off your business. So all of a sudden, now, after verifying that with someone that, you know, is a real CPA and a real tax strategist, <laughs> not someone that's not playing one on YouTube, now all of a sudden you've shared those guys, you've shared to those guys and gals that, number one, paying your children out of your business and another way to find money in your business that can be allocated in a different area. Wow, that's great. And like I said, everyone, I always say, I always, you always say, say trust and verify even what I tell you because yep. I'm only telling you what I work in my situation, right? What works right. for me, but I'm giving yep. you ideas, right? So you should always check with your attorney, your accountant, because they're the ones who represent you. They're the ones who file your returns and have to sign off on them. I'm just yep. telling you what I do, what's worked for me. And I follow, I follow the rules. I don't play games. Um, I've done everything you could possibly do. And I'm as cra crazy as I am. I kind of, research the tax code and read it i read up yep. on it right everyone's talking about now these these sba loans and these cares act loans i'm actually it changes by the hour right now but i'm reading up on it why am i reading up on it do i even know if i'm going to take it i have no idea but i have a lot of people investors that come to me and they're asking me about it and i just want to have the information on it right so i want to right. i want to challenge myself and if i knew what i was talking about with the sba or the cares act right now 
if I was to do a webinar right now, I'd probably have a thousand people plus on the webinar talk because I have a ton of business owners that work with me. They all want to know about this. I just don't know enough about it, but I would bring an expert on. You don't have to know about it. You just have to bring the expert on that knows about it and let yep. them talk about it. And now all of a sudden you're looked at as an expert and then people trust you because you gave them the great content. And now those are the people. That's why I'm saying build a community. Don't look to do this today. Don't think you have to have the money today. You know what? If you do this within 30 to 90 days, you'll have a nice community. Okay? It's very easy. Within, within hours, you could build a list of business owners in your local area. Okay? I think I'm going to show that. If I get enough, enough feedback, I'll show that trick on my group tomorrow. But um, I'll put it together. But I want to show people because they're all hitting me up. They're like, oh, great. I know I need private money, but who do I go to? And I just can't believe people aren't thinking outside the box a little bit, right? Those are the people... The problem solver is like a big, listen, even in real estate, MC, you know this, right? Yep. Even in insurance, they, the, the only difference between us and everyone else is we're just problem solvers. We're not the smartest in the world. We just solve a problem. That's it. That's all we do. Absolutely. That, and that is a fantastic way to, 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 to put it. It's, you're just solving problems, and that's how you're going to get through this. This is how you're going to reset, recalibrate, and reinvent yourself is you're going to solve problems and there's going to be a ton of problems to solve. You could be the person of value, providing value for the marketplace, solving those, those problems for people. And the other thing that I love what you just said too, is bringing in experts. You're an aggregator. You're an aggregator of knowledge and of experts. And therefore you become valuable and you're a valuable resource because you might not know everything there is about IRAs, the SBA loans, all of that stuff. But guess what? You know people that do. You're that person, right? So absolutely. My friend, this has been, a, this has been as always, a blast. I want to be respectful of your time. I uh, appreciate you so much. Where can folks um, get in touch with you, follow you, um, get access to some of the trainings that you do, and just basically plug into the Dan Zatowski tribe? Well, a couple places. One is they can go. I give away a free cheat sheet. I think when we spoke, I always give it away. They can go to PassiveWealthAcademy.com forward slash 42K. They could also go to our YouTube page, which we're starting to push some of our videos there now, so they stay there. Uh, at, that's Zatovsky Capital Management. And in, in Facebook, unfortunately, I can't really accept any more people on my personal page. I hit that 5,000 constantly. So they can go to become a real estate investor with Dan Zatofsky. Um, and just ask them to answer the three questions to get in. We control that group. We don't sell your names. We don't allow spam in there. Um, we're very on top of that group to make sure it's protected. We're trying not to be the biggest, but truly trying to be one of the best with pure content in there. Um, and it's changing. Like I said, we're, we're going to be looking to give out more and more content to help people with going, what's going on right now in the current time. So those are the best three places to follow us and get any information. Or also, uh, they can pick up our book um, on Amazon, Passive to Prosperous. It'll tell you it's a short read. It's not long. It's not full of fluff. It's actually my first part of it is really good. It's my why, why my vision, why I do what I do. And then it's very actionable steps in how I do my business. So uh, I kept it like that on purpose. I wanted people to be able to get something out of it right away. And uh, if I can help you in any way in our group, just post questions there. Be a be a good person in the group, you know. Don't don't take advantage of anybody. Don't post your stuff there without checking with me. And uh, yeah. we, we actually we, we don't sell ads in there to anybody. 
Um, anyone, anything we post in there, it's people that we either use or we value ourselves because uh, we just want that group to be pure free content for people. We want a place for people to go to get true free content that's not, you know, based on, on us making money. Yep. Absolutely. You'll get a lot of value out of it. And, you know, again, when it comes to Facebook groups in general, just don't be that guy or that gal. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to go further. Just don't be that person. You always get them when they get right in. Hey, I got this to sell everyone. Oh, I know. This I know. <laughs> no, provide value and consume the valuable content that's in there. Uh, this has been awesome, my friend. Appreciate you. Stay safe and healthy. And uh, yeah, looking forward to future connections. Awesome. Thanks so much. Be well. Thanks for having me on. All right, my friends, we're still cranking along. This is the afternoon session and uh, joined by one of, uh, one of the people that, I just, uh, that inspires me daily, uh, just uh, living his purpose and living very intentionally, and, and it all starts with fitness. I always get excited when I see, when I see Jason, uh, very, very uh, inspirational guy, and he's uh, built an amazing community. Uh, up in uh, northern New Jersey and now nationally too. You guys are all over the place. So it's a great, unique community that uh, Jason and Peely has been building and just sharing a lot of knowledge too and educating and teaching people to do what they've been doing with multifamily and they're great operators in the multifamily space and, and someone whose opinion I respect and I always, uh, always enjoy. So, uh, amazing to have you a part of this my friend thank you so much for joining me yeah this is awesome mc how you been good <laughs> good it's a, way, it's a weighted question right yeah, yeah exactly but. exactly anything happening do we have anything to talk about <laughs> hmm. um, we can find some stuff to fill the time with yeah exactly exactly well obviously very interesting times and in, in the whole thing of of this this live stream that I've put together of reset, recalibrate, and reinventing ourselves and our businesses kind of came about when a lot of folks reach out to me and they said, MC, what are you, what are you seeing? What are folks in your network seeing? What are some observations? What are you anticipating next? What are you seeing out there unfolding down the, the road? And also, what are some of the things that you're doing right now number one and then also for the next 30 days kind of what's the what does a battle plan kind of look like and i kept getting these three things over and over and i thought to myself you know let's just grab all the all of all of my, the folks in my tribe that i that i love to talk to and that i learn from and share this with everyone else out there um, so that they can take care of themselves, their families, their businesses, and their investments too. So with that being the premise, Jason, so what are some of the things that, that, that you've been seeing uh, in this time, this interesting, <laughs> this interesting time that we're living in right now? You know, I, I'll be honest. Um, everybody's healthy around me, so I'm great. And yeah. that, that's what it really comes down to. Just, just the simple purpose that if you have people that are, that are sick right now that are around you, I mean, that's first and foremost, that's your focus. But if you are blessed to have everyone healthy around you, then there's no reason to just be all bent up because you're, you're stuck, you know, out of your routine or sideways or that point. And I, I get it. There's a lot of people here who will have a different there's going to be a different view once we get over the hill, right? There's going to be a different idea about, you know, life and how we go back to life and your business and people's businesses overall are going to be affected. And 
that that's that's just the truth and when we can really just label the truth well now we can let that go and move forward i i don't want to be stuck to the point where you know oh times are tough times are yes you and others and others around you are are going to experience tough times there's gonna be tough times ahead but we have everything in our power if we have our health to be able to do our best deeds going forward so right now i'm just focusing on just spending my time and my energy just just really making sure that one, our family's great. And then two, that we're just looking at how we did things and making sure that it aligns with our overall purpose and making sure that it aligns with what we want to do in the future and seeing how we can streamline that and make our processes more efficient. And if we can do that and even shave off, you know, a half hour of our day or an hour of our day that we can get back and put towards family or put towards our core focus, then we're going to be great. And I, I equate this to restaurants. There's there's a lot of restaurants who were just put in a really tough spot right now, just a really place. Um, but maybe they can take this time, you know, get out the word about their businesses through a lot of social media channels. Maybe they opened up another way that they can go out there and do business. Maybe they opened up a delivery aspect of their business that they never had before. Now that's another stream of uh, income stream they can put on there. Maybe they thought about another way that they can cut back on their expenses through um, streamlining some of their ingredients so they can use multiple ingredients uh, across um, one dish. So there's, there's a lot of time right now that if we take the time from panicking and take the time from just worrying about the, the second to second CNN or CNBC updates and turn that energy back to us being control of how we react, then we're going to win. If you're going to react based on every bit of new news, you're going to be on that emotional roller coaster that's going to take you on so many different routes that you'll never get off of it. Yeah, so true. I mean, that, that's the, been the big thing of mine. This, the, it's, it's kind of interesting. At the end of last year, I wrote down one of my goals for the year was to control my environment. And mm-hmm. what does that mean? People are like, well, what does that mean, MC? Well, my environment starts with the most... The, 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 the most important piece of real estate, which is the space between your two ears, right? Your mind, mm-hmm. your mindset. So just as uh, people are aware when they're eating junk food, right? But information is the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. So, um, so what do I mean by protect, controlling my environment is controlling the information that I consume, the mm-hmm. um, things that I read, the things that I am exposed to, the people that are around me. Uh, the groups that I operate in, the friendships that we have and people around us in, in, in our circles, right? Because that is, that is where you either, like you said, get sucked into really bad things that only hold you back and basically pull you down or you're, you're, you're being pulled up and, and, and it's areas for growth, right? Within your family, Mm -hmm. your children, your marriage. Um, and then within your friendship circles, your network, all the other partnerships and relationships around you, which translate into your business and then investments. And it, it, you know, it just kind of snowballs. So it's so true what you just said. I mean, don't get sucked into the negativity. It's so easy right now. There's a reason by the way, that there are disasters on TV all the time and try, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, people use the proverbial word, the train wreck. It's a train wreck. I can't look away. I have to look at it. It's a train wreck, but I can't stop watching. Psychologically, yes, that's humans, right? That's why they have it on TV. (laughs) Because it draws in people. You know, I was saying hazmat men in hazmat suits Mm -hmm. with people on TV 
draws people into that and you don't want to go into that world. So, and by the way, the news that you're going to see too, you're not going to see any positive news for yeah. a while because things will progressively get worse before it gets better. Now, what are you going to do about it, right? Well, I'll give you two choices right now. And these are both choices you can choose. You can choose happiness and you can choose positivity. You yep. can choose that and no one can make you or force your hand on that. And no one can take that away from you. And, yep. you know, it goes back to Nelson Mandela, and I'm not going to uh, quote it, is that, you know, he invited uh, basically one of his captures and one of the people who, who basically was rough on him in jail um, yep. to his, his speech. And they, the reason he did that, he said, well, if I, if I keep hate within my side, I'm never going to be able to grow out of the man who I, who I was and who I want to be. Um, completely butchered that quote. But the idea here is that you have to move past and you, you get to make the choices and nothing that's happening to you has to keep you in your state. I, I'm going back just to reaching out, saying hello to people. This is a great time to reconnect with people that you, you've spent too much time being busy that you haven't done it. I, I'm reaching out to say hi to friends, checking in with them. It's a great moment to just connect with people. And it's also a great point where there's, it's this uncanny place where everybody's going through the same thing, but we're going through it separately. So you have this ability that if you want to provide value right now and you can't do it monetarily and you can't show up and do something, well, reach out to someone. There, there's someone out there who's who's lonely, who's who's in a, in a place that they, they don't have the support around them. They don't have that amino point that I, I just you reaching out, you know, FaceTime, a call, a text will, will go miles to really help them through a time of need. So there's so much you can do right now. And me, it's this is what we love to focus on. You know, I, I love to do endurance runs. I love to do on things. And and what I tell people, people say, well, how do you run 100 miles? And it's just, it's one step in front of the other. And it's it's all mental. I ran um, uh, 37 miles last weekend and just didn't look outside, didn't prepare well, just ran outside and um, it was pouring rain. I was soaked within a half mile in and I was soaked for the following 36 and a half miles freezing. And, but at that point is that I told myself I was going to do it and I'm going to do it. I'm just going to, and I didn't accomplish that. And within a chunk of 37 miles, I accomplished that in, in really just one foot in front of the other to one mile to two miles to three miles. And that's going to be the journey right now. It's not going to be a journey of you saying, I need to get to this ultimate goal of getting back to where I was or getting back to this new agenda. Or at this point, you just need to get to the next tree. You need to get to the end of the block. You need to get to that next point. Look back and say, okay, I got here. I made it. Okay, what can I do now at this point to now take the next step to keep going forward? Because so many times we get stuck in this point that we're in social media is a, a horrible force is that you see the, the, the ultimate or perceived success, but you, you miss the journey. So at this point, you don't, you don't appreciate the journey and you just you say, well, I can't get to that success because they have it. Well, nobody's looking at you and nobody cares. What you do need to do is focus on you and yourself, the ones around you that matter, how you can provide value and how you can take that next step. And, and if there seems like there's no choice for you to, to succeed right now, well, there is. And all that means is you just have to get up today and take one step and one uh, piece of movement and create any action because any action is definitely going to supersede inaction. Yep. No, absolutely. And when Jason says he's running just around 40 miles, sometimes he does 70. 
So <laughs> just putting that out there too. We're and doing a thousand, a thousand burpees. So it's, it's a thousand burpee day challenge tomorrow. Uh, me and my friend, Lewis Kim, who's lost over a hundred pounds. We're doing a thousand burpees within 24 hours, starting at 7am. So if you want to get in there, we're going to be uh, live on Instagram and some other things tomorrow. Do it at any pace. And it's just about camaraderie. If you, if you can only do 10 burpees, well, if that's your heart, that's fine. You do 10 burpees. It's all about us getting together at a point and doing things together. You can do a thousand burpees. You could do 10, you know, sit up on the couch, stand up, sit up, whatever you want to do to really just get out there and get action. It's about doing, not about the finishing. Yeah. And one of the things too, that you, um, that you mentioned, that's so important, you know, the race of, let's just say 70 miles, it's one step at a time, like one stride, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I always, the saying that I love being, being from South Africa is like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, just one yeah. bite at a time. You can't put the whole elephant in your mouth. You just take a little, a little nibble at a time. And I think that's very important right now because I think um, every minute and second counts right now mm-hmm. and step. So don't get too overwhelmed about what you're seeing because in the negative environment that's there, stay positive and then control, stay in control of your environment and then take one step at a time. You well, know, I'll give you one step to that because the one yeah. step that you take there is you can, I'll give you a running analogy is that, you know, right now we're focusing on the problem, but we need to look at the solution. Right. And so yeah. when I'm running, say I have a pain in my knee. Well, is it the knee that's the problem? Well, most of the time it comes back to really my, my, my running fundamentals that it's my hip. It's, it's that I'm not, I'm actually, my stride has changed and these other points. But if I'm focusing on my knee and trying to get this, I'm just focusing on the pain. I'm not focusing on the problem right now or the solution. And right now, if you can take the off the pain point and look at, okay, what are the solutions to this? And for some people, it might be, okay, this is too, we need to close up and take another direction of life. That might be your solution, and that might be the hard solution. For other people, it might be, okay, we need to take steps to cut where we can and really just endure because we have a viable business. For other people, is to build another extension of income. There's going to be a solution, but sometimes you have to take a step back and not be so caught up on the problem. Yep. Because, uh, you know, we, we just look at all the opportunities that this is already bringing because, you know, big picture, I like the, the, the forest, right? Not the trees. The forest is the world has changed. It's, it's changed. It's never going to go back to it. If it does, great, but I don't believe it will. I believe the probability is that people will see, they've already seen companies, you know, and I've spoken to some folks that have, their, have, have pretty large companies and what they're saying is, wow. People are working at home and they're mm-hmm. just as productive, actually. Um, so that's going to change the way that folks travel, the way that they consume, the way that they go out to dinner, the way that they get together in crowds. Like, there's a lot of small things. The fabric of society will change. Now you can, again, say it's negative or you can say, oh, my goodness, there's already entrepreneurs that are going to come in and say, wow, what can I build mm-hmm. to assist those folks uh, in working remotely or, you know, there's going to be, let's think about the sharing economy. Remember how devastated people were during the loss crisis and which basically spurred the sharing economy, you know, Mm. Uber came from that Airbnb, all this ride share, share, you know, all the sharing stuff basically came out of the loss crisis where it's like, Hey, it makes more sense to do this than basically, you know, this was a better and more unique solution really. Like Uber, 
Yep. You know, obviously outside of the system, competing with taxis, a better mode of transportation, and a clean ice car owned by someone that now creates another job too. So it's, yeah. so there's a there's a lot of little things that could happen and could change. And I think if you look at a big picture and then try to find areas, I mean, look at the food industry. You mentioned, you know, like restaurants. There's going to be amazing entrepreneurs coming in instead of people saying, woe is me, doors are closed, you know, mm-hmm. all these restaurants are done. There's going to be someone coming in and saying, hmm, how, what can I do here? Because are people going to stop ordering out? No. Are people going to stop going out somewhere? No. Are we just going to never, ever eat food outside of our houses ever again? No. So what's a more unique solution that I can bring to the marketplace instead of the neg- being overcome by negativity, right? Yeah, that's great. And there is a lot of different things that people will come up with here to really create the space that's missing to fill the void. So I'm excited. I I know the opportunity will be there. I'm excited to see what people do to just help to find solutions with others. And I think right now, I mean, you have to, you know, I call it the 100 mile mindset, but you have to have the long game in play, right? If you're not in media threat and you're not in health, you have the opportunity to do your best and be better. And that's ultimately the goal for everybody who's, who's here, who's listening, and just everyone out there is that if you can take and really just give your mind that I'm going to take one step just to be better today. Well, if you do that for 365 days, just be 1% better every day on top of there, you'll look back and be light years from where you are right now. Absolutely. So if you want to speak a little bit to the, uh, the asset class that you guys are in and some of the things that you're doing and anticipating, because obviously multifamily is, I mean, every single business has got its own unique uh, mm-hmm. challenges and its own unique opportunities. What are some of the things that you guys are doing in the, in the next couple of days or in the next 30 days or so? Just some of the tactical uh, changes that you guys are, are making and some of the strategies. Yeah, so we buy uh, between 75 and 150 unit apartment buildings. We take them and we really improve on the operations of the building, whether it's on the management side or the property side. Uh, We do that in select markets, usually working class blue collar properties are our focus. That's our tenant base who depending on the point, um, are affected right now. What we're finding across the board is that um, we think April, hopefully, you know, tenants are in position that they're, they're still going to be okay for April, but may, may be a transition point depending on when funding comes across compared to if there's some end cap to this. What we know right now is that we've taken these buildings over to make them a better place to live. That's first and foremost. And our focus is on making them a better place to live. And that's not just the building, it's also for the tenant base as well. So we're doing everything we can to work with the tenant base to give them every available option here to make this and continue to be a, a good place to live help them with funding opportunities that are out there, show them other resources if they are looking for jobs, other places that they can be provided, and then now deal with it on a case-to-case strategy. This is not going to be across the board. You know, every everything is going to be the same across for tenants. If some are, you know, we're not heavily aligned in retail and um, retail and restaurant, uh, but I know, you know, apartment owners who have a lot of tenant base from there, they're going to be more heavily infected. Uh, we have more in manufacturing, more construction who some are potentially, you know, working or working at least in some capacity as essential right now. So we're looking to see what we can do there. We're also focused on the building side, making sure that we're really fine tuned and looking at our expense side, looking at our utility bases, looking at the points right there to make sure everything still stacks up because what you'll find is that with more people home, what happens? Utility costs go higher. 
And so when the yeah. utility call, because there's going to be more usage, another, you know, potential six to eight to 10 hours of usage a day. So you want to look and make sure you're efficient with all your processing on that side. Step off of anything from a capital expenditure side that does not have to, that was not a requirement right now to be done. So if we have some yeah. concrete flat work that needs to be worked on, we're doing that. But, um, you know, for one um, building, I was going to paint, paint the building. Well, that can wait. That can wait. That's not a primary task that needs to be focused on right now. And then in terms of really just the, the all overall operations, we're continuing to run this as business as usual. We don't want to go there and cut our foot off just for the fact that we had a hangnail. We want to make sure that we're giving our best foot forward, working on a tenant basis to keep that where you are, keeping social distance. We've given a lot of opportunities for tenants to pay that don't have to have them coming into the leasing office, you know, ACH payments, check payments, you know, um, pay with a credit card. A lot of different means they can do that in terms of maintenance. So you're not having maintenance staff in and out of your house or, or apartment unit. We're focusing on just needed items right now that mm -hmm. are something of a, a, a dangerous thing or, you know, a water shut off or backup. But if there's something that a blind is broken that's going to be a secondary item that we could tackle once this opens up gotcha gotcha and uh so you've got you've got all this this in place right now and again like jason and peely are phenomenal operators and they teach this stuff you know <laughs> at all of their workshops and has spoken across across it so this is very very key at this stage right the operational mm -hmm. part because now you're getting into where every little cent matters and um, being efficient of the management of, of properties are now really 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 important and also the range roll because as you mentioned making it easier folks don't want to leave <laughs> their apartments yeah so how do they pay and then also offering uh incentives for them to pay and pay early and pay ahead or you know make arrangements for folks that fall behind uh, behind on it right yeah we actually so through multifamilyfoundation.com that that's our program where we help other people learn the process as well but what we're doing right now is we're actually getting putting a big push in marketing as well because people are still leasing People still need to leave, you know, live in a place. So we're able to do virtual tours and other. Um, we don't have a tremendous amount of available units right now. I think we have six across the portfolio, um, but you know, four rent ready. So we're actually doing a big push on Facebook and other platforms right now, just to get that out there. We already have um, one lease, another one a contract under because there there are people who are still getting their rent check. There's people that still need a place to live. The good thing about the work class Bukhara neighborhoods is that they the the housing units are in need. And so we're trying to get as many heads and beds as possible just really to keep the units online, work with tenants uh, to really help them facilitate this tough time because we know just like ourselves that they'll get through it and we'll get through it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Some uh, uh, other thoughts um, as this, this keeps going, maybe if you want to share some ideas that you have from an overall business management perspective to some of the stuff that you're doing. I know folks have mentioned some of the SBA loans that's available, liquidity, lines of credit, other uh, areas of resources that you guys are utilizing. Yeah. So, I mean, the first point is not to be heavily levered, right? And so that, that's first and foremost, right? Cash is going to be king right now, especially as it squeezes and, and as banks tighten up. So just to look at your overall portfolio and look at your own uh, basis and just to understand where your money is and how accessible it is and where it can be and what can be available if need be and how that looks on a, you know, a really a 30 day, a 90 day, 120 day forecast right there. So you're going to look at that capacity yeah. just to see really how your businesses and how your properties are running and where could be, you know, your overall weak spots. 
and how you can hedge that, right? So there's, there are a lot of programs in place. I'm sure they can talk about prior, the SBA programs and other, there's some state plans that are, that are out there that, you know, people should research and just see if it's something that fits for your business. And two, if you actually, and you know, that's one. And then two, if you actually, you need it, you know, so some people just don't need it. And if you don't need it, okay, then let, let another party that does need it, you know, go and apply for it. So make sure that, you know, you're using the resources respectively, you're using the resources to um, help and facilitate a tough time right now and then moving forward. Um, I know one thing, you know, this too shall pass and it's, it's a harder scenario than most times because there's no end, right? There is no, there is no, okay, dead date. This is the date. Everything goes back to normal. Um, this is just going to go, it's going to go for a little bit. And we've been, uh, hearing people scream from the mountains for a while, you know, uh, recession, depression, everything, you know, but they've been doing it four or five years. So, so you can't really give them credit because you've been hearing it so long, but right now you can look at, look at the magnitude of it and say, okay, there, there's a bumpy road ahead. And whether it is a three month, a six month, you know, a 12 month, a two year thing. If you look at this on, on, on just an overall perspective of life, most people are going to live to 100 now with all the stuff we have available, right? If you're, you're my age, we're going to live to 100. So let's take two years of your life, right? Two years of tough times is still only 2% of your entire life of 100 years. So, and if it's one year, it's 1%. If it's, a, you know, it's six months, it's a half percent of your life, you know? So I'm pretty sure you guys, we, we can all do this together and get through this. Absolutely. Where can folks uh, follow you and where can they stay informed of all of the things that you guys are involved with? The Multifamily Foundation podcast that you guys do, the workshops, uh, and all of the many projects that you're involved in. Yeah, awesome. So we actually took the uh, took the Multifamily Foundation podcast and encompassed it into our, our overall channel, the Jason and Peely Project. We found we had so yeah. much interest going into mental fortitude, uh, really just building fitness, growing health, and improving improving your health and, and improving wealth that we wanted to create an overall channel, the Jason and Peely Project. So you can find us there, all the major platforms, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Yerusi uh, Holdings is our website. And if you want to follow me, see some crazy runs and some other nut stuff we're always doing, Jason Yerusi. <laughs> Jason Yerusi at Instagram is right there. Awesome MC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and by the way, I love the rebrand on that too, the putting it together in the Jason and Peely project. So bringing yeah. it all together because anyone that knows you too, I mean, you're like, there's a lot of stuff going on and to put it all in one place, mindset, fitness in business, investing and stuff is, is awesome. So I yeah. would highly recommend people check it out. Also, my friend, I know that, awesome. uh, yeah, appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, I believe Peely is coming up next. So what I'll do yeah. is I'll grab some uh, questions here awesome. from folks as uh, as Peely comes in. How can I get gold and silver along with its process and recommendation for storage? Um, a lot of people are asking about right th that right now. It's actually something that that is coming to my inbox quite a bit. Um, yeah. So where does it fit into an overall holistic strategy? Uh, we've been talking about this for a while, sort of wealth insurance, right? Part of the foundational pieces, right? With all of your insurances to protect you, the asset, to park and warehouse your liquidity. Um, and then a great hedge is gold and silver. So I think the question's coming up because there's a I mean, lar large amount of money uh, coming now into, into uh, creation, if you will, 2.2 trillion. 
Um, so folks are asking about gold and silver. So anyway, so I'll cut to the question. So gold, storage, and silver. Um, a lot of places are actually running out of it. Uh, if you've been looked around the physical market, first, there's three markets for gold and silver, right? So you have the futures, which is uh, traded on the commodity exchanges. You have ETFs, which is sort of like it's the paper version of it, exchange-traded funds uh, that's on the New York Stock Exchange. And then you actually have the physical stuff, the stuff that you can touch, the coins, the Krugerrands, and the American Eagles, and the kangaroos, and all that stuff. And then um, you have the bar. So anyway, so there's three types of markets that this together kind of influences the overall price. And there's, I, I won't go down that rabbit hole. You can buy physical stuff. The physical st market is completely different than the paper and the futures market at the moment. The, the physical stuff is actually selling out of it. If you go into a lot of bullion exchanges, I, uh, there's a, I follow Mike Maloney a lot for the data that he puts out and the content and education. They have a three to five week waiting period right now just for precious metals. So yeah, so I would go f uh, physical, obviously, because that's that, instead of paper, number one. Number two, if you can still get it, obviously gold and silver coins is great as a hedge, as part of your wealth insurance. And if you don't have it in place yet, that's something that you can address right now. And then the, the last part of that storage, you obviously want to ha have that in your hand. Uh, there are other vehicles that you can utilize to have gold and silver uh, stored overseas in other vaults. Gold money, again, I don't endorse any of these companies. It's just some resources that are out there. I've seen gold money. Peter Schiff has been on my podcast talking about that. Uh, James Turk is the owner of that company. They have like different storage options in different vaults, but I would recommend you have it on hand. So hopefully that answers your question. Uh, appreciate it coming in. Peely, so excited to, to always speak with you. Thank you Good so much be for being here. a part of this. Of uh, course. How are things, how are things over there? Uh, it's, it's actually been amazing. We, uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys just saw the switch. Jason and I just switched roles. Switcheroo. Quick little switcheroo. He's with the kids. We have three amazing kids. Uh, one, five, three, and one. So our kindergarten definitely has like a set amount of schoolwork he has to get through on a regular basis. But having everyone home has been has been actually a, a blessing. Awesome, awesome. And you know, one of the things during the, obviously this time it's a it's a time of change, and I've talked mm -hmm. about how you can reset, you can recalibrate, and you can reinvent yourself, which mm -hmm. you guys are doing all the time because there's just massive growth in all areas, and I lo love how you guys position it to the Jason and Peely project because <laughs> every single one of us is a project, right? It's a never-ending yes. one that we continue to that we continue to to work on, right? And that's exactly what we figured out because we, I mean, if, if you're, if your people have been following us, we started with the REI foundation podcast. It's the real estate yep. investing foundation podcast. It was all things real estate. We had the best people on and then we figured out, okay, we're, we're just going to do real estate foundations podcast. I think we even took out the investing and then we went strictly multifamily. We're like, Uber focused that year. This was 2019. We we're just like, we're not even going to think about anything else. We closed our wholesaling business down. We closed our flipping business down. We went straight into multifamily. And then the beginning of this year, we're like, okay, what's, what do we need? And we realized we want to just do it all. We want to work on people and we want to work on ourselves. So 
we renamed it the Jason Peely Project, and now we can do everything and anything that we want, but still being focused on supplying people with the with the with the things to have them have the richest and fittest life that they can think up possible. Yep. And it's been exciting to see you guys because you definitely live and breathe it uh, on, on, in every aspect of your life. And, and, and especially on social media, it's been, like I say, I always say to Jason, like, it's just inspiring to see the <laughs> two of you, you know, tackling every part of your life full on all in fitness, business and so forth. Some of the things that you're seeing, I know that you are involved in a lot of different groups too, uh, a lot of entrepreneurial groups. What are some of the conversations that you're having during this time? What are some of the observations that people are having? And what are the, some of the things that people are doing and, and, and looking to do for what, and what they see, for what they see coming? Well, honestly, I have lots of conversations with mamas out there. Yes, I dive deeply into the financial situation about everything, but there's so many people out there that are so much smarter than me that I don't want to be one of those. I don't want to be a noisemaker. And there was Why? there's so many noisemakers right now. Like the government just came up with all these amazing plans to help everyone, and nobody had the information, so everybody was thinking up like what they thought the government was trying to do for us, and it left people with this foul taste in their mouth, a lot of confusion. So I just stopped. I was like, until somebody who's smarter than me and more financially sound than I am and follows the government closer than I do, comes up with the solutions and comes up with what is actually going on, I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't actually know. So I tried to get people on sort of that bandwagon of let's wait until the actual information comes out. So the conversations that I'm having with the mamas and the parents out there, because a lot of us, anyone who has kids has found themselves at home becoming a teacher, becoming yep. the primary educator for their children. And I am absolutely loving it. I mean, there are times when I'm just like, Oh gosh, I just, I call my student, my, my, uh, my students, <laughs> my, my children's teachers. I'm just like, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, because what you do on a daily basis, I like, this is, this is like amazing. But the thing is like, like you said this before, we get to, we get to reset. We get to reset our children to the way we want them to be taught the way yep. we want them to view the world. We're not having some, I, I don't want to say strangers, but we're not having like one woman or man in a classroom who has 20 to 30 other children trying to teach our children the basic life skills. We get to teach them now. And I don't think Jason and I will ever go back to just regular straight on school because our, our kindergarten was going to school from basically eight in the morning to three at night. We had both of our younger children in daycare just so we could have time to work. Now we're realizing that as, as much as sometimes I miss that time and I miss that quiet space, the thing is, again, we're resetting. So use this time and count it as a blessing. I find the time to work. I still do. And what I can't get to, Jason does. So yep. I become... It's just, it's, it's really, this time is a blessing. And I think if more people saw it that way, and I think a lot of people do, I think we'd be all better off if we saw everything in more positive light. Yeah. I, to your point with the education part, I think that's one area that has been ripe for disruption. 
Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. And I think that a lot of parents are going to reclaim that responsibility, to your point, yes. of taking responsibility to educate their kids and not just basically passing it on mm-hmm. to the schools. And I think there's actually a lot of enjoyment in that. You know, yes. there's a lot of fulfillment in teaching basic life skills and spending these time with your children. And, you know, uh, my, you know, my wife, I'm very fortunate is at home with our kids and, and it's, and she was a teacher too before. And it's the same thing. It's very, very, it's a lot of hard work, but everything that's worthwhile is going to be hard work, right? Yes. Yes, it always is. It always is. And teaching our children, yes, it's going to be hard work, but it should be something that we do on a regular basis anyway. So now we have the ultimate responsibility of doing that. So taking on that responsibility has been, has been a blessing. Yeah. So that's, that's to go back to your question about the conversations I've been having, the work life balance has really changed. (laughs) <laughs> it'll never be the same again. No, no, no. It is. I mean, and it is, um, it is a constant, um, it's a moving target. It just is, mm-hmm. you know, you're, uh, having been kind of, uh, in this, in the situation where we have our kids at home, for, you know, three years now, it is a moving target. You, you, you don't have it 100% all figured out and it's changing constantly, but you make adjustments just as with anything else, which kind of ties into the adjustment in the external environment, which a lot of folks are doing and going to have to do in their businesses too, right? Um, you guys have ha- had a very good social foot, social media footprint, uh, audio footprint on all platforms with your podcast, video footprint, and so forth. And that becomes really, really important for businesses. Uh, maybe some comments on that and things that you guys are looking to do because you're always learning and looking at different ways to position your brand and, and, and grow your tribe. Well, that's the thing. I think more than ever, people are realizing that you are a brand, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, you are a brand on Facebook. And I think since we're all experiencing the social distancing and we're, I mean, even Zoom is carrying a huge load of people now because everybody's, this is how we connect now. This yes. is how we connect. And it's going to be this way for a little bit. So we're, mm-hmm. if you hadn't realized it before, now you're definitely realizing that your how you portray yourself to the world, to the digital world, is very, very important. And building that brand will help you in any form of business that you're in, whether it's investing, whether it's real estate, what, no matter what form of real estate, whether, whether it's really anything, whether you're a school teacher, because even yeah. school teachers are finding themselves on the internet teaching their students. So this yeah. is, it's the way of the future. So find out, find out what your superpower is and do it, do it and ex- not exploit it, but basically like bring it out of you and share it with the world and, and figure out how you're going to put your best face and foot forward because no longer are you going to be is is it going to be acceptable unless you're like some dj or you own a slew of clubs being having a social media presence that just shows you going out every night and drinking with your with your friends and just kind of showing like a not so amazing side of you not so professional is not going to be good anymore you need to show you're more professional you're more polished you're more giving side 
if I can say that. Just yep. show your best self. And tying into that, one of the things that I was just brainstorming this morning too. One of the things that I'm trying to do is come up with, with a couple of ideas every day. I try to get up to 10 and just write them down. And some of them are crazy and I toss them out and some of them like, oh, this might work. Maybe I'll try some of that. But the ideas that I'm looking at too is because people would say, well, how do you come up with ideas? And this is a, that I learned from someone else too, is like, what are, what are the problems that people are having? Mm-hmm. So in this new economy, think about the differences inside our, of our families because we're already together now. It's mm-hmm. all in. Things have changed. Uh, the, the, the changes in our, in our uh, wider families, the changes in our f- uh, friendship groups, our peer groups, our network, um, the changes in our tribes that we're operating in, our communities, and then also like where we live, the towns, and then figure out where opportunities lies. And they usually lie with problems and challenges. Mm-hmm. What are th- things that people struggle with? And maybe you can come up with solutions for them, right? No, so, that's perfect. Yeah, think about, you mentioned like the school part. There is going to be so many people coming up with stuff, uh, entrepreneurs for education mm-hmm. in ways because there's already challenges with that, you know, that people share online. So smart folks that are ahead of this trend is going to say, hmm, let me see. This theme comes, keeps coming up and up over and over like they're having these issues or these issues or, you know, uh, food. You know, people are not going to stop eating and ordering out, and, you know, so it's just going to be different, you know, and restaurants are going to open and people are going to sit in restaurants again and order food. But in the meantime, as this is going on, or even right after that, think about it this way. Here's something that I was thinking about today. What's the biggest challenge for restaurants is overheads. You got to sign a lease. Then you got to fill it with chairs and all that stuff. And you got to get employees and you got to get food that you have to purchase. Like there's a lot of overhead. So think about, you know, now an idea is how do you figure out a solution? You know, we've already done food trucks. Maybe there's another explosion in that, right? Fixed overhead. Um, But what's the solution to taking care of the large overhead for companies that are serving food? You know, I threw out food trucks that was huge and and started growing. Maybe that comes back big time or not that it's gone away, but even explodes even more. But it's like little things like that to keep challenging yourself to figure out where does the opportunities lie because they're going to be everywhere. Well, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be opportunities every year. Jason and I were in the restaurant industry forever and we were just thinking to ourselves, wow, I can't even imagine... Let's see. Hello, Peely. In New York. And they actually, they actually had a really great catering business. It was a hole-in-the-wall restaurant that served sushi and burgers. And yep. but the thing is, they didn't, they didn't all their revenue, their revenue mostly came from catering. So yeah. what I think they're doing is that they are slowly, not even slowly, they they need to pivot now and really focus on their online sales because that's the only way that that restaurant is going to survive. There's going to be so many restaurants that are going to go out of business at this time. So even with that, sad to say, where's the opportunity there? Where's the opportunity in every single, there's so much opportunity coming 
folks, like you need to keep your eyes and ears open, not only with the restaurant business, real estate. And I know I can't say what's going to happen right now. It's still really, really new, but something's going to happen and you need to be there with your hand on the button to push the button that says go. And the only way that's going to happen is if you educate yourself with anything that you want to do. So say you're an educator and say, say you're a teacher right now and you're at home. And of course you have kids, you have kids, you have to teach yourself. You have your kids that you're teaching online and you still have to put together lesson plans and you have parents calling you, hopefully thanking you. But how can you as a teacher use this time to build your online platform, to build that platform that's going to be, that's going to be evergreen, that you can keep on using, that you can actually supplement your teacher income. Because I know teachers that you don't make enough money for what you do. And actually, yeah. I want to go back to you. You said you have your kids at home for, for, three, for three years now. What kind of advice can you give the people who are listening, who are teaching their kids? Because you're already doing it. Yeah, my wife has been amazing and, and leading, leading that charge. And I would just say that routine and structure is huge, mm -hmm. having that in place. Um, and then also, like, gamify a lot of stuff. Um, I think that's kind of worked. Um, my wife was a teacher before, so she's very creative. She um, comes up with a lot of creative things for them to do. So they're having fun while learning, <laughs> you know, in, in, a, in, in that type of environment. Um, so that's what I would say. But huge thing is, 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 is having structure in place and having a routine and then gamifying it. And the other thing that I would also say for folks that are, you know, not just even education, the on, online educational entrepreneurs, but even the... Um, any any type of entrepreneur right now trying to do something is like any business or anything that you do there's going to be a lot of effort and hours and energy and resources will need to go into something and you're going to have to as i mean as we all cut our teeth right you have to produce market for the marketplace so that the market eventually says oh my goodness what you're putting out is so valuable. I'll pay for more of that for if there's even more or just the stuff that you're putting out, you should be ch charging for that. That's when you know you really have a business, right? If you're putting out stuff and people are like, man, you should charge for that. That yeah. I would pay a lot of money to get that information. So whether it's designing you know, a curriculum for at-home education for, for kids, whether it's something in the food industry, whether it's something in the real estate industry, when the, whether it's something for online education, financial education, any that type of stuff, I would just also say that that that, that is what to be expected. It's not going to be easy, right? <laughs> so I was, just, I was just thinking, so you're going to have Cashflow Ninja Kids come out soon, right? Because I would totally buy that. I do have the domain name. I do have the domain yes, name. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, we figured you might as well start them young, mm -hmm. right? No, start yeah. them right now. We've Jason and I have started with our five-year-old, and it is I mean, it's amazing because we get to teach our children financial education. Like we've been saying that we're going to, um, but never have the time. And now we have. We definitely have the time. Absolutely. So uh, for folks that are trying to stay in touch with you guys and uh, plug into your ecosystem, the Jason and Peely ecosystem, where can they learn more about you guys? Where can they follow you and stay in touch uh, with you guys? So you can definitely find us at the Jason Peely Project on YouTube or any 
podcast platform that you happen to use. Um, definitely don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review when you do. Uh, we were we were very blessed to have that platform, and we're very thankful for all of our listeners and our followers. And you can find us on our website, www.yarusiholdings.com. Or if you're looking for education, you can find us at www.multifamilyfoundation.com. Or you can just email me, Peely at Yarusi Holdings. There you go. One more thing that I didn't want to forget to touch on with, with Peely. What I love about Peely is she does her, she, she's big on affirmations too, Mm -hmm. which has been huge. I mean, that is, if you haven't incorporated that already into your daily routine of, of affirmations and putting, putting that into place as part of your morning routine, you definitely should. Maybe if you just want to comment on that and how powerful that's been for you. It is, it starts my day off right for a little bit. I'm going to be honest. Um, if you find me on Facebook, you'll see there's a time period that I didn't and it almost crushed me. And it, a few things happened to me personally um, with my family. Uh, so I stopped doing them and I realized, oh, something was missing. I wasn't starting my day off right. So I got back on my affirmations. I do a daily one. So I'm slowly getting back up to where we're, I think we're on day like 93, um, slowly getting my way back up there. But every day, start yourself off with a positive affirmation. It could be the same thing every day, but something that links you with your better self, links you with the world around you, links you with your day and allows you to be that better self that you want to be, to live a fitter, richer life and to start your day off right. Because if your cup's not full, especially for the mamas out there and the papas, if your cup's not full, you can't serve others. You can't overflow. So start your day off right. Affirmations and have a blessed morning first. Yeah. It all starts right there. Billy, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This has been uh, great to, see, uh, to speak to you guys again and getting to share our conversation yes, with, uh, yes. with our tribe out there. Thank you so very, very much, MC. It was a pleasure to be on. Awesome. Appreciate you. Bye now. Bye-bye. I want to thank all of you for joining us in this live stream event. This was a ton of fun, and I've got to say, I picked up something from each and every guest uh, that I interviewed during this live stream, and uh, they shared just some really, really valuable information at a time where I think a lot of people are looking for answers. So uh, again, I want to thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time uh, with me during this live stream and consuming this content. We spoke about what people saw right now is happening. We spoke about what people are seeing coming down the road. And also, what are people doing right now? Because that's the question that I'm getting more than any other question. MC, what should I do? What can I do? What should I do? There's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, There's a lot of things that you should do. And for a lot of people, you are running out of time to position yourself during this time that we all can reset, recalibrate, and reinvent ourselves. So uh, a couple of thoughts that I'll just share too of things that I see happening right now, things I see happening down the road, and then also some of the stuff that I would recommend people do. So the first thing is, um, you know, I did an entire episode on some of the things that I see coming down the road, and that was actually before a large 
Well, the unemployment numbers came out. So in the past two weeks, the unemployment numbers has been crazy in the United States. It's, uh, it was 3.2 million, and, and the numbers out today is around 3.3. You're going to look at almost like 7 million people, close to 7 million people filing for unemployment. This is going to put a lot of pressure on already vulnerable institutions. So there's, there's obviously institutions that will need to pay these unemployment, right? So they could potentially be in trouble. The unemployment, people being unemployed, is going to, these are the people, I mean, think about it. It's close to 7 million. Let's just say, what is it? 6.5. So six and a half million people file for unemployment. And these are people buying products and purchasing services, right? From businesses. It's going to have a massive impact on businesses. It's going to be spreading through the economy. Um, so businesses will be impacted. A lot of businesses will close their doors in the coming months, might even in the coming weeks, right? And this will also impact, although I have to say there's SBA loans, right? The government just rolled out and announced an over $2.2 trillion bailout, which um, basically put money aside for businesses to access that. Although that is happening, there's still going to be a lot of businesses in trouble and going out of business. Um, businesses that will be hit really hard. Just think about the restaurants, right? Uh, there's statistics coming out right now that was quite off the charts of uh, the projections of how many, how many uh, restaurants were closed. So this unemployment thing is big. I'm keeping my eye on that because it rolls out to businesses. It rolls out to people renting in your apartments. It rolls out to um, uh, people paying their mortgages. There might be another thing. So, uh, you know, one of our guests, um, Dan Zatowski, talked about the conversations he was having with asset managers, that they're looking at massive amount, a massive amount of inventory in the third and the fourth quarter because of all the mortgage defaults that they're expecting. So that's a reality. Um, so all of this chaos that will continue to unfold as the majority of people around the planet are in lockdown or not doing anything and the economy is shutting down will provide enormous opportunities already for entrepreneurs. Uh, there's someone in the strategic coach network that I'm a part of and I'm a coaching uh, client of. Uh, that has a restaurant that has actually turned his restaurant into a grocery store. So they have a they have a supply chain already supplying, you know, all the the food that people would buy at the grocery store to the restaurant. So now they're stuck at what what do we do, right? Because they're basically, I mean, they they can still do curbside pickup, but what do they do? So now instead of just slowing down the supply chain that they have, they're still getting all the food in and all of the produce in, but they're selling it and delivering it and having people pick it up curbside with the other, you know, food that they're ordering. And they're very busy doing this. They're actually, you know, for lack of a better term, crushing it. So there are things that you can do. That is definitely one of them. One of the, uh, the I would say one of the, the more positive stories that come out of it. So think about, you know, what you can do in your business and with your assets that you have. Uh, there's a lot of creative things that people share today on this live stream with you. 
Uh, what's coming down the road? You know, I touch on what I'm seeing. What's coming down the road? I think there's going to be a lot of bad news still for the next couple of weeks before news will get better. So prepare for that and control your environment. You know, be disciplined, follow a structure, um, you know, take care of yourself, right? Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, take care of yourself, spend time with your family, stay disciplined. And then this will be, I mean, control your environment, right? It'll be a challenging time is what I, I wanted to say before that. This will be a very challenging time. It will be, absolutely. But use this wisely, control your environment, stay away from the bad news, the TV, the news outlets. It's going to be a lot of bad news for a couple of weeks. And again, I, we don't know when this, <laughs> we don't know when this is going to end because there's no end in sight at this moment, right? So this might be another 30 days. Um, I think, I believe till the end of uh, April was announced in the U.S. that they're uh, basically businesses are still shut down. Some states have even gone longer than that. Um, but it's still the end of April and they might announce another 30 days after that. Be prepared for that mentally, right? So be prepared for a worst case scenario and plan for that, but also control your environment, stay positive, be the person that is infectious with positivity and positive energy. You know, th there's horrible times coming for the majority of people. Lean into it, accept it. It's here, and but you can you can be the person in this environment that creates something amazing and also um, inspires and motivates the people around you. Be that infectious person in your family, in your friendship circle, in your community and all of the different net networks that you're part of, right? Also, what's going to happen down the road is the world has literally changed, right? Um, the Monopoly game, let's just say we all played Monopoly. Not only did we took all the pieces off the board, we're tossing out the board with us. So the way that people work will change. The way that people interact will change. The way that people uh, produce content and share content will change. There will be entrepreneurs that recognize this. And they are going to build amazing businesses catering to this new world. How many times have you had a conversation with someone already and say, wow, you know, we really don't need to go into an office building. Oh, wow. We really, I mean, we could do this. Or we could do the majority of the stuff that we do through Zoom because they're forced to do that now, right? So this is something that I see a huge opportunity in. So I would look at also... If you're trying to build and create opportunities, here's another thing that I'm actually doing. Let's start with some of the stuff that I'm doing. I'm writing down five to 10 ideas. 10 is tough, but it'll stretch your mind. Of And the ideas come from what are problems people are having right now. And then I write down all the, the problems, and then I try to come up with solutions and ideas to those problems. You might take one problem and have 10 ideas of different ways to solve that one problem. That might be your 10 ideas for the day. Really try to push yourself and stretch your mind to do this. That's what I'm trying to do, to stay creative, stay focused, try to figure out you know, exactly how to solve these problems. So, Because there will be opportunities in that. Just think of the sharing economy that was created from 2008, the, the last crisis, right? So that's the first thing that I'm doing. Besides that, I'm creating a structure. I'm staying disciplined. I'm taking care of my body. I'm trying to hydrate, stay hydrated. I'm trying to eat well. 
I'm trying to uh, spend some time with my family. Besides that, um, what are some tactical stuff that you can do? The reason that you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast and that you're part of the community as you're trying to create income streams, cash flow, you know, there's, there's investing, business, money, wealth. That's what we talk about, right? So what are some strategies? Get access to cash now. That's the first thing. So figure out, I mean, you should be doing this anyway, but you should write, you should have your financial statement updated. You should know where every single penny is right now. Um, I, you know, I, I shared of how basically all non-essential stuff from my spending plan, from my household, and then from the business is, is gone. So the non-essential stuff is cut. That's one thing that you, that, that you need to do right now too, because every, every cent and every dollar matters. Um, so build up cash reserves and get, get cash together. So another thing to do too, besides trimming the fat off the spending plans, right? All the non-essential stuff is, and, and building cash, having cash on hand is getting access to credit lines. So figure out how much uh, credit you have access to. Make a list of your credit cards. Make a list of all the other stuff. Whether it be business credit lines, figure out, all right, these are credit lines I have access to. Not that you're going to use it. It's just nice to be organized. So be organized with the money that you have on hand. Know where all of the, all of the different vehicles that the money is in. Um, Figure out all of the credit lines. Establish credit lines if you still can. Um, SBA loans. Some of the folks are talking about that today. Even, you know, that's also a, a source of cash right now. Um, file extension on taxes. I mean, the taxes have been pushed, right? I think, I believe it's July 15th from April 15th. So there's, there's a couple of months already. It's pushed back. If you need to, to, to file an extension, do that. Because if you were writing big checks as an entrepreneur or a business owner right now, it's good to have hang on to that cash for as long as possible. Uh, qualified plans. Um, one of the things that, that, that came out of, I believe, the Care, CARES Act is that you would be able to get up to $100,000 and access that without the 10% penalty on uh, your qualified plans, your 401k. And it you could spread the taxes that you're going to have to pay on that money for three years. If you ever wanted to access money and get them out of qualified plans, now is the time because not, not, not that, not that you might need it for to, to run your household, but eventually when you're building up a war chest to, to capitalize on opportunities, this is a great source to get it from. Um, I mentioned that you have to figure out where all the money is. Oh, Figure out which banks your money is in too. If you have large amounts of money sitting in a bank, you might want to spread it across several different banks and not just have one account with, you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in it. There might be a financial. I mean, the financial crisis is already behind the scenes. There is already one, but this might roll out to the banks, and there might be issues with banks. If there's not, great. Then you were prepared for it. But in case there is, then you're also prepared for it. Cash on hand, if you could still get money out of, out of the banks. Uh, I've actually have someone in my network that, in my community, that it works at a bank. And they were saying it's a, it's a local bank. 
And there were, I mean, you were studying and there was basically a mini bank run on this bank with all the people coming in, trying to get cash out of the bank. This is happening. Oh, you know, it's just not one person that I heard it from. I heard it from several people. So be very, very cognizant of what accounts you have, how much money you have in each account and spread it across bank. I mentioned cash on hand. The other thing that we talked about on the show too, about a solid foundation is to have six to 12 months of reserves for your personal, your, your family, your personal economy, but also your business economy. I would try to get that up to 12 months. Uh, six is probably not going to be enough. So try to get it up to 12 months. Um, and this is one thing actually that I think a lot of people were unprepared for that we are starting to see that no one had this in place, right? I mentioned uh, life insurance policies through the infinite banking concept. The reason why we warehouse capital in mutual insurance companies is for times like this. This is one of two things that are my go-tos. This has provides certainty. In this really chaotic world, my infinite banking, my life insurance policies, where I warehouse my capital with mutual insurance contracts have been the one thing that I know that is certain that is there. So if you need more information on that, check out yourownbankingsystem.com. I have a video series where I go very much into depth on that, of how you could get that set up. There's still time to get that set up. So, uh, but I wouldn't wait on that. If that, this was something that was on your list, I would probably get that done. I maximized all of the, my policies, funded them to the max, you know, up until the MEC line, basically. And then I also pay back all the policy loans that I have in there because that's my sleep well at night account, also where I keep my reserves. And having that established, like I said, provides certainty in a time of a lot of uncertainty. Um, We've talked about, um, yeah, let me touch on the, well, precious metals. I'm a big fan of precious metals. There was a question earlier, which I answered. Gold, silver, uh, the physical stuff they're running out of, guys. Um, a lot of uh, dealers, uh, whether it's gold and silver bullion dealers, they're running out of the bullion coins, by the way. And that, those are the ones that you should be buying. Not that I claim to be an expert with precious metals, but that's what the experts tell me. Stay away from the numismatics. The bullion coins are what you what you need. And a lot of these, uh, yeah, a lot of these brokers have like a three-week wait right now. So they're running out of silver and gold, but if you can still get that, that is something that I would, uh, would highly, highly suggest. Um, and then I, I guess the... the the final thing that I would leave you with is to have a war chest, build up a war chest. And what I mean by a war chest is, um, is, uh, is to have capital on hand is to have capital on hand. Cause you're going to need it to capitalize on opportunities. You know, uh, one of the folks in my network, there was also a guest on the show, Jay Scott, awesome guy. Uh, he has his own, uh, show with bigger pockets and, huge contributor to them on their platform. But Jay's like, besides being an awesome, awesome guy, he really puts out really good content. Uh, and he was just saying too, that this might be a time, you know, in, in 2008 and 2009, people were saying this was like the most amazing time for real estate investors that had positioned themselves to capitalize on the opportunities that, that arrived in 2008, 2009, 2010. For people buying businesses, you might be in the same position. So a war chest, 
to purchase businesses, a war chest to purchase real estate. Because from speaking with my guests, uh, you probably basically came to the same conclusion that it might be the same opportunity all over again. So you're going to need some access to capital. So that's that's a very big thing right there. Uh, I'm going to add to the relationships. And one of the reasons why I love doing this live stream is to connect with these guys and gals again, because we've had conversations already, but to just stay in touch and connect, um, that's huge. So build your network, reach out to people that you haven't spoken to for a while, ask them you know, how they're doing, chat about what what is going on, what they're doing, see how you can help them, right? And f- try to try to help them. A lot of people are looking for, I would say, comfort, assistance, and help in some way or form right now. You can provide that for folks in your in your network. Uh, oh, the other thing that I that I that I also don't want to forget is another essential to have besides liquidity and besides some precious metals is some food, some freeze-dried food. Now, <laughs> I've been made fun of quite a bit for this um, because I've had this, you know, since I moved to the East Coast. They had just had Hurricane Sandy on the East Coast of the United States, so I purchased some some storable food and freeze-dried food, some emergency food. I, that's another reason why if you have a family, especially, but even to take care of yourself, got to have some emergency food on hand because let's just say the supply chains are so disrupted that stores run out of food, then you're going to be in big trouble. You want to have, a, I would say, a minimum of six months of food, right? If they don't run out of food, if supply chains don't, don't get disrupted, then you still have it. Then it's fine. There might be some, some other event that you need it for. But I, you know, just another thing to sleep well at night, right? It's and to have some certainty in a in an uncertain world right now. To have some certainty is the key, whether it's liquidity, where it is, where the the, the majority of your money is warehoused, whether it's some precious metals, whether it's some food. All these basic things uh, will provide some certainty in an uncertain world. Again, I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for all of my guests uh, that uh, participated in this live stream. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tiring day. It was a busy day, but it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely want to do one of these again in the future. Um, please, if you enjoyed this, because it's probably over five hours of content, if you binged on this, I hope you did binge on this instead of you know, <laughs> Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please leave us a comment on the platforms that you're watching this on. Um, please give us, a, give us a thumbs up and maybe share this with people that you think that would find what we covered and what we discussed and what we talked about really valuable. There's a lot of people looking for answers out there and try to figure out what to do. I hope that this has provided some uh, answers for you and a roadmap for what you can do right now. I appreciate you. Lots of love to all of you guys and gals out there. And as always, live your freedom, live your legacy today on your own terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives. Situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.